Don't ho-ho hold on to all of your Christmas cash. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of bonus BMF content by becoming a patron of the BAMFCast at patreon.com slash BMFCast. This week on the BAMFCast, 31 bucks, Merry fucking Christmas. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, hey. Bamcast, episode four hundred forty-eight. Ooh, wow! Plays that you along. <laughs> so I'm I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Yeah. No Mackie. No Mackie this week. That's too bad. That's too bad. But what we do. Each and every episode, regardless of if he's here, so we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, mm. and then we talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good, That's bad true. movies, enjoyable, bad movies. They get one of five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Yay, that is indicative of our rating system. <laughs> it is. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there are also bad, bad movies. It doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One of five bags is giant bags of trash. Like Ooh. Santa's sack. Yeah. No, it's, uh, good no. things go in Santa's sack. Right. Oh, I don't know. We're, we're going to have that discussion here soon. Well. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, it's the holidays. It and sure we is. We usually do a thing, like a movie related to them. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, one might say a Christmas movie. Ooh. One might. Um, but that's sort of what we did in 1984's Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes. I think that's definitely what we did. The prequel to the movie we watched. <laughs> like a long time ago. Three years ago, yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Had nothing to do with this? Is that correct? Nothing yeah. at all. I don't remember anything about Silent Night. Mackie and I are apparently only two who remember that. I, movie. I didn't remember. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and he was like, he started explaining it. And I was like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was Clint Howard, a bunch of body horror bullshit, and there were these worms that were eating things, and hmm. we spent a lot of time on rooftops. I think. Okay. Huh. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Up on the rooftops, Clint, Clint, Clint. Yes. Hmm. I could have used that humor four hundred episodes ago. <laughs> there. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't funny 400 episodes ago. It's okay. That could have actually been the intro to that episode. Yeah. I completely forgot. It might have been. Also, who said you are now? Uh, oh. oh. No, not even me. I didn't oh. say it. I just said I wasn't funny 400 episodes oh. ago. Keep the tradition alive. <laughs> right. Damn. Uh, let's get a plot summary out of the way. We usually do that somewhere right. at the beginning. Yeah. After his parents are murdered, a tormented teenager goes on a murderous rampage dressed as Santa due to a stay at an orphanage where he was abused by the mother superior. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, yes. Yeah. It's accurate. It is accurate. Um, there okay. are two Bam Castellums in this. Yes. Linnea Quigley. Correct. Yeah. And uh, uh, Johnny Lee Miller. What? No. What? No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that name was the first one no. to come to my Star head. Of hackers? That guy from yeah. Hackers was not in this. No, Linnea Quigley, who was Somebody in... was talking about Hackers earlier this time. Sorry. Uh, it's probably a good conversation. Uh, she was in Get Crazy, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Night of the Demons, Dead Heat, and The Giver. The Giver. Um, also, the mom in the opening sequence of this film, uh, Tara Buckman, mm-hmm. she was in Never Too Young to Die. Oh. Never Too Young. AKA Stargrove. Stargrove. Also, she was in Roller Coaster. Never oh, okay. So, gotcha. I initially did not put her on the list because I didn't know how small that part was and didn't sure. really care, but well, mom's in it a good... They're both kind of equal, actually. Yeah. As far as Linnea time. Quigley, also not in this movie very much. Movie. Uh, her breasts are in it a lot, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's kind of... As is tradition for these as kind is of tradition. things. Yeah. 
you'll bury your bris. Um, Indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, caveat disclaimer, if you will. Go on. This movie kind of breaks one of our keywords. A little bit. A little bit. It, it, it's, a little bit. Yeah. It's, a, it's approaching it. It yeah. starts that twice, but never really. No, don't. don't it's it's, it's, it's attempted keyword. Yeah. Anyway. Attempted keyword. <laughs> Fine. Um, but yeah, so the intro part of this movie is a little weird because family is driving apparently a really long distance yes. to visit grandpa in a mental hospital mm-hmm. uh, to the point that like kid is complaining like, you know, are we even going to be back in time for me to go to bed for Santa to come? Because they're they're like, I guess it's Christmas Eve, time to go vent- visit comatose grandpa in a in a mental facility somewhere that like you know they drive in the middle of the day and they're arriving in the middle of the night back. Correct. Um, but they go there and he's completely catatonic and they're like, well, you know, good to see you and everything. We're going to go in the other room and leave Billy, the the young child here. And alone. the doctor wants us to look at the chart for grandpa. Yeah. You stay here, Billy. And, and it's mom, dad, Billy, who's about eight, I guess. Sure. Um, and Billy. then there's a little infant child, too. There is. And they take the infant child with them, and they leave Billy behind with the grandpa. And then it turns out grandpa was faking yep. it. So he comes back, and he's just like, hey, don't call out for your mom or anything. You know, you should watch out for Santa. Basically, he just gives them, like, a, an evil Santa hype speech. Yes. Of, like, you haven't been good all year, have you? And he's like, you know, Santa doesn't just bring presents. He punishes the naughty. Yeah. And gets all in his face and basically terrifies the kids. And then the parents come back in and he's back to like, you know. He snaps back into yeah. catatonic mode. And, you know, Billy doesn't say anything. It's just gets back in the car and they're riding back. And that's when he's like, you know, hey, you know, Santa going to punish me, for, you know, have, you know, for being bad. And they're like, what? What the hell? Where'd you hear that? And the grandpa told me. And he's like, they're like, wait, what? Grandpa, what? That's nuts. That no. couldn't happen. Yeah. Um, simultaneous to this, there is a convenience store. Mm-hmm. Um, a Santa walks in, like a guy dressed as a Santa, walks in and the oh, guy's like... Oh, I know like, this one. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the guy's like, oh, damn it. Because like, ev- you know, everyone, for some reason, like everyone hates Christmas in this, but they yes. have Christmas music and decorations up. And this guy's just like, these fucking songs, which, you know, actually yeah. I'm with him. Um, but Santa walks in. He's like, God damn it. It's not enough that it's on the radio. Like, now this shit's walking into my store. Yep. Literally. And then Santa's like, oh, yeah? Well, ho, 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 I'm here to rob you. Because mm-hmm. um, I have a gun. This is a ho, ho, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And the clerk's like, yeah, well, I also have a gun, but I'm just going to not use it yet and then get shot by Santa. He right. starts to wave it at Santa, but yeah. Santa has the drop on him. And- yeah. Yes. And yeah, Santa murders this man, walks out, and, and realizes he's stolen $31 and murdered a man. Uh-huh. Um, and I then, don't think he was too upset about murdering. Uh, he was upset about the $31. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's all. But that's kind of what happens when you rob shitty convenience stores. Don't rob... I mean, don't rob, period. Let me just stop that sentence <laughs> okay, there. Yep, that's but good. specifically, don't rob <laughs> shitty convenience stores. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure. Why but, not? On the snowest, <laughs> slowest night of the year. Right. Um, so yeah... That that happens and it's like oh okay it's gonna be this kind of weird ass movie mm-hmm. um, and then family's still driving it's now the dead of night and they spot a stopped car ahead of them and it's the Santa from earlier yeah who's... and and like this is at the height of young Billy's freak out about yeah, Santa's gonna exactly. punish him right and then it's like there's Santa and they're like oh look Santa let's help him out right. And Billy's like, no, 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 no. dad, run him over. Yeah. <laughs> Murder Santa. And they're like, ah. And Billy on. was right because, yeah, they uh, they attempt to help Santa. And then he's just like, well, you know, like, he's like, you need to right lift Santa and everything. He's like, no, not exactly. And brandishes the gun. And they 
dad, thankfully, I, I, he, Santa, Santa has a momentary moment of humanity because he looks in the back and sees the kids mm. and pauses for just a second before shooting the, the parents. Yeah. And uh, dad throws it in reverse, basically gets this car stuck in a ditch. Mm-hmm. And then Santa's just like, starts shooting and murders the dad through the windshield. Yes. Um, so dad just, you know, Billy immediately, like as soon as the car stops, jumps out and runs and hides in the bushes. Yes. Um, leaving the baby behind, leaving everyone behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, dad just falls out of the car dead. He's, you know, no no drama there. It's just he was shot in the reverse thing. Yes. Then you get some menacing of the mom and the attempted keywords, as we mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. Um, and then he just shoot, you know, slices her throat and then I think shoots her or does he just stab her? I don't know. He's, he, she's dead. He he just cuts her throat yeah. because like yeah. he, he rips her shirt open right. and she's like, how dare you slap? And then he's like, how dare you slice? Right. Um, and then calls out for the kid and it just kind of like fades away as, you know, he's like, you know, it's all... It's like close-ups of bloody knife right. and just like, kid, come out of the bushes. Ah, yeah, you know. and, and, you know, kid freak out, like, montage yeah. thing. And yeah. then it's just like several years later. Yeah. And um, it's all super uncomfortable and, yeah. like, really off-putting. It's 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 a start to a movie that lets you know what kind of movie it is, which mm-hmm. is it's going to be unpleasant. Right. And plus, like, all this dissonant music is playing and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like... It's just there's... banging on synthesizers right. yeah. and <laughs> sleigh bells and yeah. shit. Right. <laughs> Baking out with scissors and sleigh bells and shit. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's my, tra- that's my Trans-Siberian <laughs> Orchestra cover band. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So cut. Three years later. Three years later and Billy's in an orphanage mm-hmm. and it's a shit orphanage um, because. Are there any good orphanages? Well, I would hope. I mean, I don't know. Probably I don't, not. I don't have a lot of experience. I mean, there's never been a good one depicted in film. No, I'll say that. I mean, other than the person that ran the place, the one in Annie was kind of fun. Like, I mean, other than the shitbag. Well, they were singing and dancing, yeah. but they were sad urchins. They were, yes. but Surgeons, if you will. <laughs> oh, like Bing? I, I think they were surgeon yes. for some new parents. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Well, Zing. With Cros- <laughs> um, Zing Crosby over here. Ah, Bing Crosby, the singer that brings you the boobs. Right. <laughs> Boob Crosby. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so Billy's living in an orphanage. Now, I think this movie's biggest sin, if you will, uh, is Ding. that the baby survived and is in the orphanage with him. Correct. And there's only like one diet line of dialogue where it's like, that's my brother yeah. or something like that to even let you know, because... You never know the fate of the Santa killer from the beginning. You never know if the baby survived. You never know like how Billy got away, how he was found. They don't show you any of that shit. Right. And so the his little brother is there, but like the movie does almost nothing to alert you to that. No. There was there was one bit of dialogue when they're all the kids are outside right. and like one kid says to the baby yeah, brother, what's, what's wrong with your brother? Your brother is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it's a it's a shitty orphanage. There's like there's one nice nun, you know, there's the one nice nun who's like basically saying like this kid needs, you know, mental health, like not religious mental health, like actual Yeah, you know, maybe don't beat psychology. this child. We need to help this child. Right. And she and, and it's mother and, and, superior's like, Nope. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna torture this child until the child stops being. And evil. Sister Margaret, the good nun, is basically like, "Hey, it's you know, have you noticed it's only around Christmas he goes into like this catatonic state, mm-hmm. and it's like maybe because his par- he watched his parents be murdered by a guy in a Santa Claus costume. I'm just just the thought, you know. Yeah. Um, and she's just like, "Well, we'll just beat that out of him, and he'll and tomorrow he's gonna sit on Santa's lap." Yep. And of course he freaks out because he's sitting on Santa's lap, and he has flashbacks to his parents being murdered. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if he saw the people fucking before that or after that. I don't remember what point so it was. He had been sent to his room by Mother Superior for something, right. and then the nice nun comes and says, "Okay, why don't you go outside and play?" Mm-hmm. And as he starts to do that, he hears the people fucking, right. and goes and watches them fuck, and then Mother Superior, it's another one of the nuns, and somebody, and a dude. Um, so Mother Superior catches him doing that, and then goes in there and beats the people who were fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she punishes him for leaving his room when, b- b- right. even though she didn't say he could. Right. So she beats the fuck out of him. Yeah. And, and then, the he, then he has a like, nightmare. Yeah. Then he has a nightmare. Wakes up. That's that's what... leaves the room again, and she responds to that by tying him to the bed. Yeah. While while he's screaming. Yes. You know, to the one nice nun, please right. let me go. Yes. So then the next day it's Christmas, and Mother Superior is like, I've gotten the evil out of that child everything's right. great now. yeah we're gonna make him sit on santa's lap and of mm-hmm. course he freaks the fuck out freaks the fuck out to where he punch he round he just it's it's, 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 it's and, a really good left hook on santa yes <laughs> for a kid punching an adult in a movie it mm-hmm. looks really good but yep. yeah he punches the fuck out of santa <laughs> to where santa has blood just dripping down the front of his beard yep um yeah and um, uh does it flash forward? No. Okay, so we, we skipped a little bit because like it, the first reason he first got in trouble is because there was an assignment like draw your... Oh, yeah. They don't say Just what it is. Just draw Christmas. Draw thing. Christmas. And of course, he draws like Santa murdering people and they're yeah. like, <gasps> demons in this child. Mm-hmm. You know, all that yep. kind of bullshit. This is a ringing endorsement for the Catholic Church, by the way, this whole movie. It's real good. Yeah. Um, But... That's that's what precipitated all this. And then it's just like 10 years later. Yeah. And it's, it's Sister Margaret, like in this toy store, basically going like, hey, you know, we got this kid. He's 18. He needs a job. And then the, I, I guess he's the owner, dude. This is such a weird. It doesn't make sense because scam. like I don't think like they never say his first name is the name of the toy store. Yeah. So I don't know if Irish he's just the man. I don't know if he's the manager or the owner. It doesn't matter. But he's just like, I. I don't need a kid. I need a man because it's a stock room job or another. And she's like, stock man, she's like, well, why don't you meet Billy? Lady. And then, you know, and Billy walks in. He's like, you know, six two, Yeah. You know, blonde. Ripped. Yeah. Ripped dude. And he's like, oh, I guess you start on Monday here. You know, it's a weird. It's such a weird setup. Like why she's not cluing him in that. No, dude, he's a dude, not a boy. Right. And then it's just like, and here he is. And the camera does the whole weird pan up thing. And it's just like, what is this reveal? What yeah. are you doing? And then it also makes it seem like the owner slash manager guy is like, gulp, a handsome man. Yeah, he can work oh, here. Man. But like that, nothing ever comes from no. that either. But the one thing about this dude, and this dude, by the way, is the guy who kept getting hit by lightning in the great outdoors. Right. Um, he fucking hates his job. Yeah. Like if he's the owner of this toy store, he went into the wrong business because it's because like there's this montage of Billy like assimilating into normal life and doing stockroom things and and kind of like making gooey eyes at this one girl and everything. But then as the montage progresses, dude comes in and unveils this banner saying Merry Christmas with a big Santa in front of it. And then that that's when Billy starts freaking out. And then we are in Christmas season. Mm hmm. And the guy is just nonstop complaining the whole time. It's just yeah. like, I can't wait till the shit is over. It's so like, there's that guy like, you know, like, I hate these fucking kids, these little <laughs> bastards. And I hate Christmas. Yeah. And yeah. I, hate, I hate the time of the year where this store becomes profitable. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy uh, who owns a toy store. Right. Like, you cannot hate Christmas. So there's that there's much. that there, there's that guy. There's like another uh, older lady who kind of uh, it. it She's like a proto Ruth Buzzy. Yeah. And and it's like she has she kind of has the hots for this dumpy dude for some reason. Yeah. And then there's the like knockoff Joe Pesci guy that works in the stock room who's mm-hmm. just a shithead to, to Billy all the time. Yep. 
Um, then there's like uh, Discount uh, Diane Franklin that mm-hmm. works there too. Yes. Um, and there was like a blonde that worked there too, but there was. They, but they, she just disappears. Yeah. Like she's just like she's gone just at one point. Dressing, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like they they're marching towards Christmas and Billy's becoming increasingly more catatonic and clumsy. And and he has a, at one point he has a dream about discount Diane Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Santa comes and murders them for having sex. Yes. And then he wakes up and all oh, freaked out about that again and goes in the corner, just like, and it flashes back to like, you know, same thing he was doing when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm nice. I'm not naughty. Don't punish me. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, it's Christmas time. And it, like, right. It's like, I think it's like Christmas Eve and they're, rent a santa like broke his ankle ice skating or some shit so they're like well this seems like a good idea you know instead of like dumpy guy who's already kind of fat and you know and old yeah like instead of him playing santa he just doesn't want to do it so they're like billy why don't you be santa and and just uh, cut to billy being santa right and <laughs> what yeah. why doesn't he say no like it's obvious he doesn't like christmas and or santa yeah yeah he could it's the movie skips a lot of human conversation um, for the sake, it, I mean, they. That's it's really shoehorned. Sure. Like there would be conflict there. Absolutely. Um, like just them trying to put him in the outfit should have been enough for him to just freak out and <laughs> right. be like, "No, yeah. fuck this! I'm going to murder all of you." Yeah, because then they're like, "Oh, look at yourself in the mirror," and, and he's just completely catatonic. Yeah. And then he's like, he's sitting there, and like you know, the kids is typically being kids are kind of scared of sitting in his lap. Yeah, which. It, I don't know. The whole it's, fucking it's, thing is weird. It's I mainly this one girl who does yeah. not want to be there. And then he's just like, you know, you don't want to get punished by Santa. And she's just like, oh, oh, God. You yeah. Know, like, it's, it's, sit still. And the parents are all like, oh, he's so good with kids. Yeah. This is the best, you know, and kids are running away, cowering. Right. So the the best part about this midsection stuff in the movie, this, this toy store segment, is that the entire store is populated with actual mid-80s toys. Mm-hmm. And that's the best because it, it especially... So with this being on Blu-ray and mm-hmm. you could really see shit in the background, it becomes a, a bunch of just like, hey, I had that. Hey, I want that. That looks rad. What the fuck is squirt, squirt, squirt the animals? <laughs> I, you're going to have to Google that, but be careful. I mean, just I, 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 BJ's I mean, on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I just don't know what it is. BJ's but behind I'm a saying, proxy like, or two. Be very careful. I swear to God, I recognize that thing. I think it was like. It was a like a tub toy that you would squirt water through these little like spinning things, and the animal picture would change. Okay, I very vaguely remember. I'm on that. the case. All okay, right, BJ's on but, it. But I mean, there's like you know mousetrap and you know Muppet figures and all these old games and shit. So yeah, there's like crawl board games and oh. there's Smurf shit everywhere. Uh- <laughs> it's a it's a tub toy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Basically, what you okay. described. So squirt, squirt, squirt the yeah. animals. Yeah. Squirt, squirt, squirt. My favorite Lil John song. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, uh, yeah. But no, I mean, there's just, yeah, there's lots of rad shit. And the fact that it's so clear, you can read everything and it's a lot of it's funny. Yeah. And also you get a, I mean, for any, for anyone who didn't grow up in the 80s, this, for some reason, despite it being, you know, increasingly towards Christmas, because like, it's not really established what time of year he started there. They just April. like, they're like, you started here some months ago. And since then, blah, blah, blah. But like, there's Halloween costumes year-round in this oh, toy yeah. store and you get to if you didn't grow up in the 80s you get to see just how shitty 
and how piss poor and and lazy Halloween costumes for kids were because like they would give you a plastic max with like the cheapest rubber band <laughs> that, 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 that wasn't even a, that on. wasn't even a rubber band it was it, a piece of yeah. a string of rubber yeah, maybe yeah. a micron thick yeah. mm-hmm. and that thing would snap immediately if you looked at it yep. yeah but I mean that at least like looked like whatever character but then uh, well I mean it's like comparatively yes and then the rest of it was like a plastic smock it's that plastic instead of like smock. like so let's say you got a a, a Batman uh-huh. like you would you would get a Batman mask that kind of sort of looked like you know. Yeah. Batman 66 style Batman. Yeah. But then the suit, rather than trying to make it look like a bat suit, would just be gray and just say Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it would have a picture of Batman yeah. on it. Like I had a Super Grover costume yeah. because, you know, Super Grover is a shit, mm-hmm. um, which had, you know, the, the mask. Mm-hmm. And then the smock was just like multicolored and had Super Grover in flying formation mm-hmm. on it. And I was like, yeah. What what the what the actual uh, Yeah. Yeah. Momentarily <laughs> excited to get it until I put it on. And, and then when I say plastic, I mean like it was literally like a trash bag with with printing on it. Pretty because much. a little thicker than a trash bag, yeah, but it basically was thick enough yes. to just really make you sweat. Yeah, I was going to say if you grew up in <laughs> right. the south, you had two two choices. Mm-hmm. It was either raining or 90 degrees at yes. Halloween. Yes. Right. And so you were either like soaked in this shit, you know, like <laughs> like you're kind of wearing the shitty poncho that's just letting all yeah. the water through or you're just like sweating when you're not supposed to sweat as a kid. Yep. <laughs> and it smelled like a tire yeah. and it was just because <laughs> yes. like, oh my god i had the et costume and so like it had a relatively decent mask but like the 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 nylon bodysuit that they gave you to wear basically just had like the et the extraterrestrial logo on mm-hmm. it and and just like the, it was just like the movie poster on this on your chest <laughs> right and i'm like that's where the glowing heart should be to complete this costume what are you oh, doing lord chuck you you're, you're asking a, for a technology a walking in your halloween commercial costume. on halloween it was yeah. really just your introduction but, to man the corporations am i right yeah <laughs> but they're on display here and in, in, you know all yeah. their lack yeah. of glory so so when you when you buy it from us on ebay and in a week uh <laughs> make sure to freeze frame on that so you yeah. can see all the yeah. shittiness yeah. Mm. anyway so yeah billy's becoming increasingly despondent about this whole thing like you know his shitty joe pesci co-worker is just like gets in his face like what you doing you fucking job and yeah. you know like and he's increasingly shitty yeah. for no reason basically he's got just, a napoleon complex yeah, it's he's, he's, like he's, you know i gotta you know be the heel of this whole story I guess. yeah well he is the thing that kicks off right <laughs> finally yeah kicks because off. like whatever skip skip ahead like you know there's a little bit of flirting between the not dying franklin and, and billy and everything and everyone's like oh fuck christmas and all this stuff and thankfully the um i think the like before the like the, the, the chaos starts happening the one good nun is kind of like she starts having this idea of like oh it's christmas and he's in a toy store maybe i should go check on him maybe i should check on yeah. him <laughs> uh, duh yeah so <laughs> You know, he's in full Santa get up. Then they're like, seven o'clock, we're closed. Let's fucking get shit faced. Mm-hmm. And they break out the liquor and start drinking. And it's the saddest, dumb little Christmas party thing ever. Like, you know, it's the one thing they all looked forward to. And I, it, it was going to go OK until Billy <laughs> murdered them right. all. It, but <laughs> don't Chuck, it really wasn't actually because. <laughs> well, well, OK, you're right. That one part. Yes. OK. Well, it was going to go OK until. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So not Joe Pesci guy. Like, so what starts Billy down his his mon- true maniacal path is not Joe Pesci guy is hitting on the not Diane Franklin. Well, wait, like, you, girl, didn't, lady. you didn't finish the nun thing. The nun lady calls the store. Oh right, yeah. And is like, "Hi, can I speak to Billy?" And and Joe Pesci guy is like, 
uh, Billy can't come to the phone. He's got a new job. He doesn't work all the way back here in the stock room anymore. Yeah. And she's like, well, what's his job? And he's, he's like, let me give oh, you a hint. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, he's Santa now. Click, you know, and she's like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. She's supposed to be like the Dr. Loomis of this thing. You right. know, like I know the entire backstory and I will rush to town and solve the mystery. But it, it's clumsy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so now she's on her way and right. calling the police and such. Right. So, so okay, the party has commenced. The party has commenced. Um, not Joe Pesci guy is heading on not Diane Franklin and pulling out the mistletoe and all this stuff. And he's doing all of the things yeah, where you're like, Lady, and, and, no. it's, and it's just like they're, they're making it on the back. And of course, Billy's like jealous and hates this guy and, and mm-hmm. wants her and all this stuff. And then he does the classic like, oh, your real presence in the back. Let me go show you. Yeah. Come and, back here. You see it. And, and I swear it's like, you know, she's an alien from another planet. It's just like, <laughs> oh, really? You're like, oh, let me go see. And he's like. I don't want to show everybody else. I just want to show you in the back. Yeah. She's like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do so, that. So Yeah. They go back there and, and you know, you can assume what happens there. The second gross incident of this film. Occurs. And Billy goes back to hear slash check slash, you know, go crazy. Um, mm. As he see, he witnesses this and mm-hmm. this is where he's like, oh yeah, well he just, goes and grabs him and uses his Billy strength and grabs a string of Christmas lights and just picks him up. Like, you know, makes yeah. a noose out of the Christmas lights and just picks him up because he's like, you know, he has serial killer strength. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he's like this dude's like five, four or whatever. And so he's yes. like, I can pick you up and, and choke you. And rather than like have any sort of like, thank you for saving me from getting raped. She immediately goes to you murdered him. You're a psychopath. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Yes. I mean, that is a, that is an eventual reaction you should get to. That is one reaction like, you could hit. Like, human would be, thank you, oh, wait, shit, that's too yeah. far, but thank, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, there should be some momentary of, like, that was an awful thing that happened, you just did an extra awful thing, so I'm conflicted yeah. and all of that. But she just immediately goes into, you're evil, get away from me. Yep. And so, yeah, so he murders her, too. Um, with a I, box cutter. With a box cutter. Yes. Yeah, like, like. By the way, we also watched the unrated version of on the DVD, so uh, we, sh- we should we should have like yeah we should have like prefaced that because the the Blu-ray bothers to say look we got you know film and did a 4K restoration of this movie. However, the stuff that was cut we can only find like videotape stuff, so yeah. we did our best to color match and yeah we matched it the best. This is a thing that Shout Factory yeah. has done several times, and that they they try to find lost footage and then they find it, but it's terrible, and they're right. just like well better to put it in than not and by the way you have the option for both versions right. in this anyway so well, yeah we were like we're gonna watch the unrated version yeah cause. so you've got a you know not great but a good blu-ray transfer but then every once in a while it's just like oh yeah. you will so, know immediately whenever a shot right. is from the f- but, film that was cut out so what i'm saying like you know there's like you know yeah, pelvis, all to pelvis the, to sternum cutting. Starting, she, he's she, using a box cutter right yeah. above her box. And then... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, you're not. It's the alcohol. Uh-huh. Uh, Blame it on the... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but all, all of like the actual violence was in the unrated cut. Sure. Because it's grainy and yeah. shitty looking. But yes, yeah, so he murders her. And then um, Mr. Sims, the dumpy mm-hmm. owner or manager dude is like i thought i heard something yeah you know, like this place isn't that big you should have heard someone screaming bloody murder yes but you should have heard someone screaming rape too that that too <laughs> but yeah he goes back there and it's just like well i guess i was just drunk and i didn't hear anything and he's about to walk out yeah and then billy just comes from around the corner and just drives like a uh what do they call that? Uh, the cl- uh, it's not a hammer. A, not a claw hammer, but it's like the ball, ball peen hammer. No, it's a claw hammer. Is it? Yeah. Well, I thought it was claw- like the straight kind. I thought claw. It's just, there are two different kinds of claw hammer. Okay. 
Anyways, anyway, he drives a hammer into the dude's head and and kills him. Framing versus finishing. Okay. <laughs> well, this dude was definitely finished. He was finished. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> With a framing hammer. Uh-huh. Yeah. So really, it's just uh, Ruth Buzzy Lady left. Yeah, and for some reason, like she gets the most drawn out. Like, oh no, how's she gonna die when she had previously the least amount of screen time of all these characters? Yeah, suddenly and, she's the most important. Well, it's just weird because like you know, there's there's weird motivations with almost everyone because like, okay, boss. You know, he's my boss, but he was nice to me, but also he made me be Santa. So, like, there's some conflict there, but it's just like, ah, fuck all that. We're just yeah. going to murder these people. But then, you know, so shithead, shithead guy, yeah, he goes out by weird strangulation mm-hmm. and he murders the girl he actually loved, I guess. But then it's like, you know, she gets the run around and almost escape kind of death. Yeah, because she like she hides behind some boxes and knocks him over, steals his axe, mm-hmm. which is the smartest thing I think I've ever seen anyone do in a slasher film. Um and then she's running towards the front door and she's going to axe her way through the door or the window to get out. Mm-hmm. But this store also sells deadly bow and arrows. And so Billy just immediately arrows right through her. Well, um, we also used toy to sell store. lawn darts and In stuff. In the too. 80s. Yeah. Sure, that's, I, mean, I, yeah, I, for, I, mean, I forget how deadly the 80s used to be. <laughs> we also used to have that like football chucking thing mm-hmm. yep. that would like, you know, if you were within like five feet would yes. literally murder you. Yes. <laughs> they were like leftover munitions from World War II that they just shaped into a football and gave to kids. Yeah. I don't remember what, that. What one. about Mortimer the mortar throwing football? Guy? <laughs> I, yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah. uh yeah. So yeah, she she kills murdered. her. Yeah, and then and he, then and then like he he leaves, and yeah. and then the nun shows, nun, nun shows up, and this this begins the like nobody in this movie has any peripheral vision whatsoever. No, because she walked like all right. So the not Ruth Busby lady is like literally dead in front of the like in the Christmas display right in front of the store. Yeah, if you opened the front door, that would literally be the first thing you see. Yeah. So she opens it up, somehow manages to not see her poker in and be like Billy, anyone, and then finally turns and does the. Ah! and then cut away. Uh, oh, no, know. dead person. <laughs> straight to, um, is this the Linnea Quigley scene? Yep. Yeah, so straight to, like, now we're in, like, the 80s of 80s homes um, with Linnea Quigley and some almost William Zabka-looking dude yeah. <laughs> about to fuck on a pool table. Yeah. And Linnea Quigley's little sister starts to come downstairs, like, little, little, little sister, yes. and is like, you know, I want to come to see Santa Claus. And they're like, no, we're, we're doing homework. Don't come down here. Very busy. Na- naughty and Santa and go back to bed. Yep. Um, and the kids like yeah okay, checks out yeah okay <laughs> so yeah. they they about to re- they're about to resume the the sexing and then she's like oh she th- she hears the cat she hears the cat's collar yes jangling, jangling outside the back door so she's like oh I gotta go let the cat in puts on pants not no top because Linnea quickly she, you know she, yes she puts on pants but no top and they're barely pants anyway yeah they're gonna keep the vagine warm <laughs> they're like those For Lee not like William Zabka they're like those you know Lee uh, Jort. Uh, like like they're Daisy Dukes, basically. yeah, Daisy Dukes, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they're like you know seventies NBA shorts, but they are the, they are the same <laughs> yeah, coverage as her underwear. Right. Like this yeah. is not providing anything else. I I I side with you on the warmth issue. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope you did because earlier we did have the hit song on the warm side of the door, right? Which mm-hmm. is a holiday favorite. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is on the warm side of the, the drawers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she goes to let the cat in, and surprise, there was actually a cat, and it comes inside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, just be like, because she does the open the door, like stand there, and you're just like waiting for the axe to you know come from off screen and murder yeah. her, but it never does because no. like cat just comes in, and then she's like, oh cat, you're here, and then uh, <laughs> she closes the door, and Billy's like, 
does the classic Shockva slash Jason slash everybody else. Yeah. Fuck your door. Yep. Um, comes right through. Comes right through. And then she screams and runs. And of course, nobody else hears this. You know, good soundproofing in, in houses in the 80s. Well, did you see all the wood paneling in this house? Yeah. And they had the, the, the special... Uh, Tina Turner wig fern that <laughs> right right there was a tree it looked like it looked like a Dr. Seuss ass <laughs> Tina Turner wig tree yeah all these dampen the sound like you wouldn't believe yeah plus not not to mention the sweet tiger velvet paintings oh and there were carolers outside God. oh that's true yep. yeah yeah they couldn't fuck because there was carolers interrupting so the they rhythm. had to turn on fucking music yeah. yes but Funky grooves. So Billy is, is, is fuck their door and uh, yeah. come on in and is like menacing her, chasing her around the room. Yeah, he he. I'm gonna make a reference that is so old. I'm not even gonna bother. He throws the axe at, at the wall and she's like, "Oh, axe." Um, but Billy's like throwing her around, and because it's Linnea Quigley, she weighs like 70 pounds, so mm-hmm. it's like super easy for him to just spin her around to do whatever. Yeah, a couple times it looks like she's, he's gonna full on suplex her. Yeah. It, yeah, it I was like really hoping for a suplex any, or any DDT. One of those. bottom. Yeah. Uh, instead, what he does is there's a giant antlered creature head on the wall that uh, he decides, well, I'm just going to put her through that. Impale her. Yes. Yeah, it was awfully gory. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then, again, this is where <laughs> the print is cutting back and forth from right. shitty to high def uh, because, obviously, you can't handle that. But it's, I mean, it's a pretty good effect and then the aftermath of it with her stuck in this thing hanging there is Looks pretty, pretty good. good yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah so um billy did that what was your reference that was so old you're not even gonna no, do no, it? I wasn't oh, gonna... oh i thought you, i thought you dropped it i was like i did drop it you did i, I didn't no i mean i dropped it as in like i, I didn't say it oh come on no, no come no, on no. old man reference no 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 i was he, <sighs> did like the ed ames tomahawk throw yeah you're right i don't know that <laughs> You want to explain that one for everybody under 65? It's a very old Johnny Carson reference. <laughs> was he a like knife thrower on Johnny Carson or, he, he, he or was, axe thrower? Yeah, he, th- okay. he threw like this. He was throwing tomahawks at this cardboard cutout on the wall. And it landed like right in the crotch right area. In the, right in the and crotch it was area. they laughed for like five straight minutes. You know, it's <laughs> oh, one of those. It, yeah, it was like when Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds were hitting each other with pies and they were all just laughing for 20 straight minutes. Okay. That, okay. That okay. Good, good time, Johnny Carson. But yeah, so she's dead. And then Williams have is like, you know. I was feeling quickly down under, and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they were in a basement, so he was literally feeling quickly down under. <laughs> I mean, the most literal reference of all time. It is. Um, <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, but yeah, so he goes upstairs, and uh, and again, like, walks right past her corpse hanging from a deer. Yeah. He's like, Quigley? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> and and then, and then does the turn around like, oh no, oh god, and starts to fall back. And, and Billy, of course, is there, like ready to murder him. And he he, to be fair, he puts up a decent fight for yeah. a minute. Yeah, like he grabs a uh, fire poker and like tries to fend him off, kicks uh, him in the nuts, kicks him in the nuts. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, you're only two thirds of the way through this movie, but it's just like, yeah, fuck Billy up. This is it, final confrontation. Let's do this. No, uh. That that dude, um, he gets to finish it. Yes. Oh yeah, Billy. Billy's just like, man, fuck this. And just chucks him out a window, and he actually dies from glass. He's impaled through like part of the glass, mm-hmm. which is you never see that in a defenestration. So realistic, I think. Yeah, well, they probably didn't have like the you know safety glass in the eighties. It was just like shards. Yeah. 
<laughs> that checks out. Yeah. And you could also buy that at the toy store. See, I got that old reference. <laughs> okay. All right. It's elevated yeah. a little bit. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, and then the sister comes out because, again, she didn't hear all the screaming bloody murder. And she's like, oh, Santa. hey, Santa. Uh, not like, hey, Santa, why are you bloody? Because he's got blood yeah. in his, all the white bits of his suit. You know, uh-huh. The red is good because it hides all the blood. But yeah. Um, He's he does the like naughty. Have you been naughty? And she's like, no, no, I've been good all year. No, not naughty once. Yep. And she's like, do I have a present? And he's like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, the whole time he's like slowly pulling out his box cutter mm-hmm. from earlier. That's also still bloody. Yep. And then he's just like, here you go. <laughs> and doesn't murder that girl. Nope. And she just gets a bloody box cutter and looks at him like <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> yep. And then cut away from that. We're done here. Yeah, he gave it to her early. Should have waited two days. Yeah, for to box cuttering day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know you like it. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. These are called jokes. Uh, yes. Give with the picture, Chuck. I liked it. Yeah, <sighs> but uh, then is it the sledders? It's the sledders, right? The sledders. <laughs> okay, this fucking scene. <laughs> All right. There are two, <laughs> I I don't know. 20-year-old men. 20-year-old, but also still 14-year-old men. I like don't know. I'm just saying, like, they Who look, fucking their, knows, their faces look 20, but the one dude's got the, I'm trying to grow a mustache thing, you know? Like going <laughs> They're both up. from Boston, and they're underdeveloped to begin with, so oh, it's like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're sorry, Boston, yet again. <laughs> Mackie's not. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's just like, hey, it's a fucking wicked piss ride up. your fucking sled. And he's like, I want to ride my sled. And he's like, it's like, like 11 o'clock. Who the fuck's out of here? We're going to get some virgin snow. Oh, the virgin you get. No. Yeah. You know? He's like, hey, good one. Oh, yeah. I think I saw something over in the bushes. <laughs> I heard a jangling over there. Yeah. And he's like, nah, you didn't. He's like, yeah, I did. And he's like, nah, you didn't ride your sled. And then, like, two guys just walk out from behind a bush, like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> like, then two 30, almost 40-year-old dudes walk out and be like, hey, hey kids, you out of your sleds? And what then, you doing on your sleds? No, I do like that the one kid has the, the presence of mind to go, like, what are you going to do, take our sleds? And he's like, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And the one guy, is, I do like, the one guy is like, he's like, you know, I want to be just like you when I grow up. Ugly and stupid. He's like, ah, and then he just gets pushed out of frame. Uh, and punch, I think punched in the stomach. Yeah. And th- I think that he's punched out of the movie because, like, the two of them just run off. Yeah, well, they do. he punches him in the stomach and he, he, yeah. he grapples him for me. He's like, take it back. And he's like, hey, we took your sleds. We're, we're Utah toughs. Yeah. You toughs. You toughs. And, and we're going <laughs> to sled down this hill. Let's sled, yo. And so one guy goes down and it's like. It is it's, the slowest, it's, shittiest. It's the lamest, like, sled hill yeah. ever because he's just like, he's, like, pushing himself along at yeah. points and, like. We <laughs> like, man, and he's like, "You toughs yo, are real easy to please." Like, yo, come on down, it's fine. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I come." So I'm the, coming the, down the, the, the hill. shittier of the two shitheads that begins to go down, and then Billy appears from off screen and goes, <laughs> just goes naughty, and you just see that axe swing. And, and I will say, if there's one good part of this movie, it's because the cut is like you see that happen, and then. Down comes the sled, and you start to realize it's a headless body yep. <laughs> riding the sled. Yeah, until it gets all the way down, and the guy, like the other guy at the bottom, like realizes it, and he reacts in the uncut version with the best reaction. It's so good. It, his reaction is just like, 
guys is just he's freaking the fuck out because, because then, I like it it's a good freak out because then the head follows down the yeah. hill like yes. just rolling and then it like it amps up to a whole new octave it's real good yeah yeah and uh yeah and then i guess billy comes out and kills him too i, I don't remember how but it's, I, yeah. I think we were too busy laughing at how he freaked out yeah i think so but uh then it's like the nuns at the police station and there's this grizzled <laughs> sheriff not police station they're like they're at the courthouse yeah they're at like, the courthouse and it's and like this detective who's been up all night that we've never seen before is just like sister wake up he's like oh no it's, everyone's dead <laughs> the entire town is dead S- sleeping we'll have none of that here <laughs> yeah and um <laughs> sorry it's a bad habit yeah, I just gotta uh, make all these jokes <laughs> um but yeah, so he's just like, yeah, there's been murders. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I think I know where he would go. We have to think like him. Yeah. So, it's just, yeah, so he's like, oh, my God. Or, oh, my husband. Um, <laughs> and, and he's, like, he's probably going back to the orphanage. Yep. So they call this one cop on the radio and it's just like, hey, Santa's well, heading to the orphanage. First, they tried to call the orphanage. Oh, right. Like, they're just hanging out like, well, we should call him and warn him. Yeah, we should. And some little girl is like up in, in Mother Superior's office with the phone and like making her Barbie doll talk yeah. on the on the phone. And it's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, well, gotta go. I never, my parents never taught me how to hang up a phone and just lays it on the desk. Because they died. <laughs> <laughs> because we couldn't call the authorities because I couldn't <laughs> hang up the phone. Um, so... Like you know, Merry they're Christmas, just everybody. they're just getting the you know busy signal, and they're like, oh god! And she's just like, why would somebody be on the phone this long? And he's like, well, we should probably go there. And it's like, yeah. why the fuck did was that you on the way? Why wasn't that plan A? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, enough waiting. <laughs> also, look, I mean, there's again on the logics of this movie. This is 1984. Mm-hmm. I know this is Utah, and you mentioned that like perhaps not everywhere got 911 right yeah. away. Yeah. Because, I mean, 911 was, was enacted in, like, the late 60s. Yeah, but not everywhere. I guess it took some time to roll out. Yep. However, I do believe for a very long time, police radios could be patched into telephones. Yes. Oh, yeah. So sure. you could be driving uh, with your CB with the headquarters patching you on on the phone. Yes. So no wasting time, like, sitting there dialing over and over no, and over again. They should have been on their yeah. way. Anyway, so they're on their way. They call in ra- random other cop, and they're like, he gets there. He stunts his way over yeah, there. Yeah, he stunts his way over there. They see us. He sees. He gets there. He's like, no sign of it. Oh shit! Because there's a Santa walking up to all the kids that have just been let out onto the playground. Yep. And they're all like Santa. And, and he just rolls up like, Santa, <laughs> get away! And then <laughs> this guy doesn't. He just keeps going for the kids, and so he just shoots him like four times in the back. Yep. Sprays one kid completely <laughs> in blood. Yes. All on his like hat yeah. and everything. The it's last terrible. twenty minutes of this movie is just making so many serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah but then it's just like they 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 call the the grizzled detective, and it's just like. Uh, problem here. Yeah. Uh, the dead Santa is 50. Because well, well, first, she, he, he, they get the call of, like, Santa's down, and he's like, <laughs> and then Sister Margaret's like, oh, no, Billy's dead. He's like, well, at least it's over, yeah. and, you know, the kids aren't going to die and stuff. She's like, point, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 20 seconds later, it's like, uh, it might be a problem, Chief. <laughs> this Santa's, like, 50 years old and not, like, five foot six, so I don't think it's their guy. And she's like, oh, my God, Father it's- Flanagan. <laughs> It's yes. like, he's deaf. He wouldn't have heard the cop anyway. And they're just like, why the fuck did you tell us that? Yeah, again. She also says, like, he's Santa every year. Yeah, he's like, Santa. He was coming over today. And it's like, pertinent information. <laughs> he is dead because of you. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yep. 
So anyway. So that guy's dead. And then they're just like, oh, we, oh well, he lived a good life, I guess. Yeah. And so he, they're all he was ins- having a silent night. Yeah. They're all inside and Mother Superior's still alive. Like, I thought yeah. that old bitch had died, like, oh, no. somewhere in the middle of the nothing that happened. Nope. She's uh, in a wheelchair now. That, yep. that shows the passage of time. Yes. Uh, she's still just cranky and she's, like, yelling at this cop and the cop's like, I'm here to yeah, keep chief, you safe. And she's like, the, the well, chief, that did work for gonna, <laughs> She's going to explain everything. He's going to wait to talk to him. And the kids start getting antsy. So she's like, break out my pitch pipe. Because yeah. I'm not going to use it because we're going to all sing off key. Right. Yeah. Just go gonna, get my pitch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then she blows in. It's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, ooh, this doesn't make the right noise like, at all. Mother Superior, that is not the pipe you need. <laughs> you need to chill the fuck out. Yeah. Anyway, take the halls, kids. Yeah, yeah. Take the halls with <laughs> Yeah, so they're saying the other cops like, well, I'm gonna go check the grounds, just lock all the doors. Yep, slinking around, just yep. looking for. And then he's like, oh, murder Santa, barn doors open. Let's go check the shed. Mm-hmm. And uh, goes down there and goes into like this subterranean the, level. This and... is just this is straight movie padding because yep, this dude absolutely. is like absolutely just walking as slow as human fucking possible. And I guess it's supposed to be tense or something. Sure. It tends I mean, the tension because you're like you're expecting Billy to pop up at any time uh-huh. and do they even do a fake out like not a cat scare but nope. something no it's just Billy just, finally pops up and goes naughty and he, he gets all the way back up to the door. Oh that's right he slings around the base or the shed or whatever and yeah. he's like oh you're not in here and yeah it gets uh, almost all the way out and then it's like naughty yep. axe from nowhere axe to the chest yep. he falls down the stairs he's dead. Yep. And then Billy is just goes to the door basically comes in the front door yeah and I is it the brother no no it's just some other kid is like Santa yeah the second like, Santa of the day is they're here like, they're like no one is, is reacting properly because they're just like sit down don't where are you going <laughs> <laughs> yep and so he opens the door for Killer Santa and he just is slowly walking in and, and I, I think about to murder Mother Superior yes. first yes um and that's when he gets shot from behind yes because Grizzled Detective and Nice Sister have shown up and Grizzled Detective just plugs him full of holes and uh, appropriate response yep and uh he you know he says okay kids you're safe santa's dead Blech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's so there's one kid who's been standing in the background and they keep cutting to him like having this reaction looking at billy like hey and so <laughs> that you're just supposed to understand that that's billy's younger brother yeah Th- that just I'm the, sorry, the movie but does a shit job of explaining that. I don't feel like the age difference is right either. Like, I feel this kid should have been a little bit older. No, yeah, because the kid was like... I mean, because the first version, like, when when parents were actually murdered, Billy was, like, probably, like, I'm guessing, like, five. Yeah. Because they were, like, three years later, and then ten years later, he's 18. Yeah. So I'm just doing basic math that, like, he was about five, and the then there's a baby. 13. This kid yeah. would have been about 13. That's that what I'm saying. Kind of looks... No, this kid was, like, nine at well, most. Okay. At most. Okay. Um, but yeah, they just do a, he's just like getting an increasingly like, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck Danny from the shining look oh, yeah. thing going on. And then just finally goes like naughty. And then like, he's looking at the ax on the ground yeah. and pans up to him and he looks at mother superior and just goes naughty. Yeah. And then, yeah, frame. yeah like, you know, yeah, crash like, into credits. Oh, he's Jason now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever the fuck that one Friday the 13th was. <laughs> it's like, oh no, oh, he's the, been the, in the presence the Corey, of the Corey Feldman one like, when he turns in. Yeah, but that or... was more to fake him out. That was like he shaved his head so he could. Yeah, no, it's fuck with Jesus. No, it's the end of the the fifth one. Yeah, oh, okay. the Jasonless one. Mm. Anyway, yeah, yeah, but then the movie ends. Right, it's over. Those kids saw two Santas get shot right in front of them. <laughs> they are covered with the blood of two different Santa Clauses. <laughs> yeah, happy Christmas, orphans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yep, that's the movie. Yeah, it's over. There, 
for like half a moment, I was like, holy shit, I did not expect a Stargrove to happen when <laughs> behind the, the warm side of the door started. Because yeah. it's like, it's Billy's first day and he's like picking up a box and it's like, I've been working. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like, I was like, oh shit, oh. <laughs> possible Stargrove. Yeah. And then it, then it just turns fucking nonsensical. It's like, I don't even know what this song is about. The warm, warm side, of the, side of the door. Yeah. Yeah. I kept saying, I, th- I kept thinking he was not Michael McDonald was saying the wrong side of the door. And then the very last time I was like, oh, he said warm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it just means that when you're inside, when you get home, yeah. your family's on the other side of the door. Right. The warm side. Right. <laughs> it's deep. Unless you're in Florida <laughs> and then that's opposite. Yes. Right. <laughs> outside <laughs> is the warm side. <laughs> yeah. Please let me out of this warm side of the door. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean. It's over. Not even enough for an instant, but a very valiant effort for the one friend who watched yeah. his headless friend sledding down the hill. His headless 40-year-old friend. Yeah. <laughs> but close. Just, just not enough buildup. Like, and plus the fact that it was like cut. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's rate this. Okay. Go for it. Unless Me? You, yeah. I mean, let's, I, I can go. Okay. Well, I have some words for oh, this. Oh, one. okay. Um, okay. So, first of all, this. There's, there's a lot. Not a lot of good. There's some good and a lot of bad in this movie. I like how this film takes it time, takes its time and really kind of establishes all the things that make this guy a serial killer. I think I think that's more than a lot of these movies have ever done. It it shows you just nonstop this kid just getting fucked up and it's just like, yeah, that kid's not going to work. It's not going to work out for that kid. Mm-hmm. Something bad's going to happen. And that I kind of like that. I wish it could have been done better. This movie's been remade, so I would be now interested to see that, see if maybe somebody picked up on that and did it better. Right. Um it does not do its slasher stuff right in that the segments of this movie feel like little mini short films all tied together by this one Billy character. Right. Like there are no characters that persist really throughout except the the sister the, the sister and the mother superior, but they're they don't really matter in the end. So I mean I feel like I'm not again, I haven't seen the sequel, but I feel like a better way to handle that would have been like, okay, he's eighteen. He probably grew up with other orphans mm-hmm. that have now left, yeah. you know, just like he has sort of. You, I, I haven't really understood if like he still lives at the orphanage or if, it, you know, they just. It's uh, never clear. Where it's never really lives. clear. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm saying you could do like former orphans are at a party, like some connection. Well, it's I, a scene early in the film with like the four or five teenage characters getting out of school for Christmas break right. or coming into the toy store I mean, and have, kind of like fucking some, with everything. You could have had some bullies in the orphanage and then like he's like, oh yeah, fuck you bullies. Something like that. Been it, naughty, you know. the, the the mid the, when he leaves the toy store, like when he finishes that carnage, you're like, well, all of that kind of made sense because they all set it up. And then he just has a naughty detector and he just goes <laughs> and just like there's naughtiness happening and he goes over and fucks with people and that but they don't even they really only do that like once well he, he, the the kids have sex right naughty the two bully, adults yeah. steal the other adults sleds oh, naughty okay. yeah twice Sorry, yeah. <laughs> so it's there's just there's not cohesion in this movie it's it's kind of all over the place right so that being said for the longest time uh when I worked in a video store and I was going to be a film critic, a film critic, mm-hmm. you are a film. Critic. And I was keeping lists and all of the things I had seen this. Movie. Were you checking them twice? Nope, oh. just once. Okay. Um, 
that's why you didn't make it. Uh, so I'd seen this film when I worked in a video store. Mm-hmm. And there was a time that it sat atop my list of the worst movies I'd ever seen. Like this, if anyone came into the store and said, of all these movies, what's the worst thing you've seen in here? I would point to Silent Night, Deadly Night. I would say, that thing fucking sucks. It's, you should, you, and this this was me kind of like in my weird puritanical bullshit phase of you do not do mean things on Christmas. This is wrong. And there was a lot of that when this movie came out, too, of just like people boycotting and protesting and all that shit. Well, like, wasn't like Black Christmas like almost 10 years before it this? It was, yeah. yeah. Okay. But people thought they'd uh, squashed it and okay. been like, no, you will not do this to our Christmas. Sure. Um, so anyway, I I just reacted like this movie was just how dare you. And this was an affront and I was offended and it was the worst thing I'd ever seen. It's so not the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> no. um, it, it, there are some parts that are unpleasant. There are some parts that are bad filmmaking, but I we had fun with it, and I think it's gotten this kind of cult notoriety over the years. I don't know if it deserves that much of it, especially because most people are thinking about the second one when it comes to what they're thinking of from mm-hmm. this film. Um, I'm going to give it to jocks because I think it is watchable, and I think there's a, a subtext layer in it that you can have a lot of fun with as we did. And in the grand scheme of of slasher films, especially if you just watch the theatrical cut, it's tame. Yeah. Like, I mean, the rampant titties are, you know, the most R-rated stuff of this. The the kills, especially in the theatrical version, are tame. Yeah. So I, I think you can have fun with it. It's kind of goofy. It doesn't quite. It's not inept. It's not like like they had kind of a clue, but just not enough. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's not like the dudes in the desert who keep making the dumb rescue the the, (laughs) that thing. It's just some sort of Utah filmmaking where they're like, okay, let's make a slasher film. So I I think I think it's mildly recommendable. I would probably agree with that. Donahue did an hour on this movie. Mm hmm. Siskel and Ebert dedicated special time to this. Like Mickey Rourke came out and said shit about this movie. Mickey and Rooney. I, Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Well, Mickey yeah. Rooney or Andy Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Mickey. Okay. Yeah. He he took a big stand against it, and then, oh, okay. and then he was in Silent Night, Deadly Night Five, right. and people were like, "The fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and he's like, "Working." Bang. You know. It's the- <laughs> yeah. I mixed up my Mickey's there. Uh, someone slipped me the wrong Mickey. Um, but, huh? <laughs> like. So much copyright infringement. That, I think, is why this movie has notoriety at all. Uh, Otherwise, it's just, I mean, maybe it's my, you know, blase 2018 self. You know, I've (laughs) seen some shit. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, but I mean, okay, it's Santa Claus murdering people. We loved Santa's sleigh last year. Was it last year? Jesus. I think it's Um, longer than that. Whatever in the past. Mm-hmm. Everything's just the past now. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But it's fine. There's nothing like, especially if you consider what was in the theatrical cut versus this one, because it's a little bit gory in this one. And I can see why people might be a little bit upset about the uncut version. But mm. the theatrical version, eh, not so bad. It's two jocks movie. It's pretty decent. I. There's nothing really wrong with it. It's breezy. Like when it it's is. over, I said yeah. this movie zips. Like it's just the ending is also uh, also feels abrupt. So yes, like it's just like oh well oh th- all right bullet stopped dead. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his one weakness: <laughs> multiple gunshots. <laughs> uh, 
I think I can only give it a single jux. And okay. here and here's why. Like I kinda I kind of agree with what you're saying. I mean, I think if you watch the theatrical cut, this movie would be extremely tame. However, I feel there there is some just straight up bad filmmaking. I mean, it's it's more competent than you said, like the the you know, the random team rescues people movie things. Mm-hmm. But and and the and the Blu-ray transfer looks amazing. Uh when it's the you know, the good stuff, not the, the grainy found footage stuff. Right. Um not, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh it's literally footage they found. Yeah. Uh but I have a problem and I don't know, you know, I don't know sequels. I don't I haven't seen, you know, other than four, which apparently has nothing to do with it. You don't remember it anyway. Yeah. Um <laughs> of all of all the people who actually did something, the fact that Mother Superior makes it to the end. Yeah. That's like, no, fuck you. Yep. Like that's like that's if everything this movie is doing, it's like, no, there is literally one person in this movie who probably I mean, I don't know if what she did deserves death, but she deserves in a slasher act- film. Yes. In a, in a slasher film sense where, you know, common moralities go out the window. It's like, well, this is obviously the one person that deserves to die. Yeah. There's a code. Yeah. <laughs> and so like that alone just like really, really, really pisses me off, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, well, OK, he's going to get one kill. Kids will be fine. They'll be f- further fucked up, but you know. Yeah. But no. Uh, yeah, I just I feel like any anything I was actually kind of enjoying this movie falls apart in the last twenty minutes. Mm. Like I just feel like the last twenty minutes of this movie is just a mess. It's just that it's that doofus cop wandering around for way too long. The other people just like be making the dumbest decisions possible of not going there yeah. immediately, and then it's just like, well, you know, the one person who's probably most evil. In this movie, actually, besides the guy who murdered his parents, who also just disappears without any sort of justice that we know of. Yes. It's like those those two people escape, uh, you know, as far as we know, with their lies. And it's like, n- no, <laughs> like, fuck that. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so I don't know. It's just I don't hate it. It's just it's it's just it's a, it's very annoying on that level for me. So. Mm. But, but yeah, I so don't know. Just one. Just one. OK. Single jocks. I, I mean, I would recommend it because it's a, it's a thing. Obviously, I mean, you know, if you grew up around this time, it's controversial or whatever, but. And I guess it's regained a notoriety of some sort, but probably, like you said, I think a lot of people are confusing. I think as soon as we announced we were doing this, everyone was like, oh, that scene. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, 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 this one. Next one. But yeah, it's a, you could have fun with friends. It's, it's goofy. I recommend you watch it. I'm curious because like, I mean, other than the gore stuff and the, and the freak out, like I, I can't, I can't decide what I would recommend between the, just watching the regular one or the, the uncut version. Like, I mean, because we can obviously, I can obviously go like, well, that would be gone. That would be gone. Because, you know, you can easily tell what footage is right. the is, is from the uncut stuff. So other than, like, like, other than losing the, the friend's freak out, like. It just seemed like some of the kills were completely neutered in the theatrical one. Like yeah. the, when the lady gets shot with an arrow, mm-hmm. you barely see, you don't see it hit her and you don't see pretty much any of the aftermath. And it's like, well, okay, what happened? I mean, yeah. obviously. You know, like when the headless body comes down on the sled, the headless body part is cut, but the head rolling down is in the theatrical cut. So that's all you got it's to see. Weird. Yeah, it's I, it just seems like the theatrical cut would be pretty disjointed. Yeah, I, f- I think so, too. Yeah, and there's some there's some minor establishing shots yeah. that are cut out of the theatrical cut. There's that, weird, like, walking from point A to point B yeah. shots that they're like, yeah, you, why, yeah. you know. There's just other little things, like, it's like, editing in this movie, I think, is just, in general, weird. Mm-hmm. Like, things that were cut, obviously, to appease censors and actually get released or whatever, 
you know, are one thing, but then like little things like when they're the whole long trip to go see catatonic grandpa, like there is a shot that says like Utah, whatever, but mental hospital. Yeah. Oh, and it lingers. And, on that. and it's just like, okay, I could read that like three seconds ago. I don't need the camera to keep going forward. And then when it finally gets to its finished, you know, tracking shot, yeah. it just sits there and sits there. It's like, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a member of this facility, so I can read that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, like, exactly. Like, you know, so I, I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's little things like that that are really annoying from a filmmaking standpoint of like, you know, wrap it up, B. Well, also, I think it's kind of weird how they establish the hell out of that grandfather and they never there's I mean there why would there be there's never any kind of like here's what happened to grandfather or anything but yeah. also you would think at some point maybe he would either show up or Billy would go there or be like you would think I mean that the, it just I, they give that character so much of a build-up so much of a like a oh he's catatonic oh he's faking oh he's evil you know it's like he planted the whole seed for this to start yeah. so and, and and when this movie is made you can't really say because, I mean, look, if you go back, besides besides Nightmare on Elm Street, which is, a, you know, a complete and and total movie in and of itself mm-hmm. with kind of a bullshit ending. But I mean, yeah. uh, but I'm saying like the, <laughs> the first Friday the 13th, not a very good movie. No. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's important, kills. I guess. But it's like it, it was a lot of like uh, dangle this because we know we're going to make sequels. And right. I don't know if like th- this this was released in a time where it was like, oh, you just make a horror movie and you're going to get to make like five more. You know, like this wasn't really in that like sequelize a horror movie a whole bunch of times because they're cash cows. Like the, the the fact that like so much of this plot feels like they were dangling stuff for a sequel. Like, oh, we can tell the story of how Grandpa got crazy and right. maybe maybe he was a, a axe murdering Santa when he was a kid or <laughs> right. or got terrorized by you know like yeah. some prequel bullshit that you would see now. It feels like all of this stuff is like no, that's just bad filmmaking. Like you know you weren't you weren't setting up a universe or anything. It's just you didn't <laughs> right, know you no. didn't know what the fuck you were doing. <laughs> yeah. I think we look at it maybe from a lens of like, well, that's obviously like you could you could explore that in another movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they were thinking that. I think they just left shit open yeah. because they didn't have a clue. Yeah. So I I don't for, know. For it's, certain things. Like I said, it's, it probably sounds like I dislike the movie more than I do. I just like the 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 resolution thing is just really annoying and like I said, just dumb leaps of logic like calling the operator instead of calling 911 or like or at least like no you know i think i feel like for emergency do people really just call the operator that just seems like the most inefficient thing like you at least i would think you would know the they would have like an emergency phone number for the police or the, or reach out to the police department in, directly i'm willing to bet that in bumfuck utah mm-hmm. wasatch county utah wherever the fuck that is yeah they just hadn't had a, a 911 implemented. It's easier for them to just go hit sure. hit the operator because yeah. it's just a zero as opposed to I don't know. It just three seems inefficient, especially if like you know there's a murderer in your yeah. store. Well, I mean, nobody can predict a murderer coming to your store, but um, <laughs> that's an easy leap of logic for me to get over. I'd, I guess. Yeah, it's not one that sticks in my craw, sure. if you will. Okay. Anyway. Let's yeah. uh, let's take a break, shall we? Oh, did you have more? Real quick, before uh, if you want to stick some of the movies that we've been watching into your own eye craws, uh, check out our eBay auction page. Uh-huh. Yeah, just search eBay for BMF Cast. I think there's a button on the there's website. a button on the website. There you go. Um, I'd say put them on your tree, but we won't get them there in time. <laughs> yeah, no, no, sorry, probably I mean, not. No. We we might do what we need to do, but the post office, you're right, not happening. We will be shipping as fast as possible. Chuck is our our human-shaped shipping machine, and he's good at it. I am human-shaped. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) 
But um, anyway, the nice, proceeds that was go to the nicest thing you've ever said yeah, to Chuck. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I've said a lot of nice things oh, to Chuck. True. He's a sweet man, and I love him. Oh, um, thank you. Merry Christmas. And <laughs> anyway, all of our proceeds go to charity. We pay usually full price for these, or sometimes sale. But we send, uh, we pass the savings on to charity or something. We do. We pass them know. on to charity. Yeah. Yeah, that's our um, favorite stripper at the club. No, I'm kidding. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> Cinnamon and Charity. Yeah. Down at, you know what it was? What, uh, Center for Missing Children? Is that what we do? National Center Service. for Missing Exploited Children. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. That's our, our charity of choice. That's 100%. And, mm-hmm. yep. Straight, like the money goes straight to them. You send us money, we send it over to them. Yep. We don't even... It just goes into like yeah. a bubble. We don't We don't even touch yeah, it. Yep. It just... Directly. Out in that bubble so, for a while and... so that's where that's where your money's going if you're buying stuff uh-huh. off of our off our eBay page. And I just wanted to throw a plug because I don't know if anybody or if it, I, I think I don't know some people, people might not look, listen to the second half or yeah. you know yeah. just charity. Yeah, that's all we're trying to say. Yeah, and it's the holidays. It's the holidays. Mm-hmm. Be charitable, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, now let's take a break, shall we? Yeah. Welcome back. Hey, Woo! Christmas. Oh man, is it? We have some movies and shit. To Boy, talk about. do we have the movies and shit. Yeah. So I have three movies to talk about. You have five Cinco? movies. God. I only have one. Mm. All right. But hey, that's like better than my average. Yeah. So pretty good. Nailed it. Uh, I can blow through two movies in about two cents. Oh, well, I, well, I, I should probably do one because it's theatrical. Okay. Like, I'm just, you know, we usually start the newest, newest. Yeah. And then, uh, so I saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Ooh, into the Spider-Verse. That is getting really good reviews from literally everyone. I saw some of that. Oh, what, did you stick around at the end of Venom? The 20-minute credit sequence of Venom had about five minutes of that movie in it. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I, I knew that going in, so I left. Okay. I was like, I'm going to watch the movie, yeah. so don't want to watch any part of it now. Exactly. Um. Okay, I know. Usually, when I start with that, you're like, "Oh, you didn't like the movie," but I just I have small nitpicks with it. Only small nitpicks. Otherwise, I think it's a fantastic movie. Okay, great. Um, I don't want to be a spoilery at all. Uh, I will say I watching the trailers for it. I like. I only watched like the original one. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't realize how hard they were going to lean into the comic book aesthetic for it. Mm. And that's was both interesting, pleasant, surprising and kind of confusing at, at the start. Mm-hmm. Cause like the credit sequence is crazy. And like, I mean like opening logos, crazy, all of it's crazy. Um, and then it just starts like, you know, like the starts off with like the Columbia logo and like, you know, halftone comic book style starts going nuts from there. Mm-hmm. There's thought bubbles. There's thwip, things written on the screen when things happen i mean it's it's super comic booky okay. through, throughout um and that's that's mostly great um <laughs> now if i'm getting into nitpicks i will say the and i'm gonna bring up a movie only because like one person wrote it i know he had nothing to do with directing this one but one of the writers uh actually i think maybe both of the writers of the lego movie had some work on on this one okay. of my, one of them i think removed got their writing credit removed somehow so only one remained or something like that it's it's weird all right so there's 
I love the Lego movie. However, the Lego movie is fast, busy, frenetic, and crazy, almost to the point of like just being just a notch back from like pure ADD, mm-hmm. you know, yes. like in, in, yes. in, in how insane it is and how fast it goes. Yeah. This is along those same lines. So if you have any ADD tendencies or you're a kid that's, you know, has a short attention span, this is probably going to be great for you. But for me, it was a little overwhelming. Like, I feel like it's almost even like ramped up more than Scott Pilgrim. Like, oh, wow. I'm going to say like, this is a frenetic, crazy movie. Okay. Um, the music is bombastic. I mean, like the imagery is bombastic. Like everything about it is, is just nuts. Um, I mean, in, in mostly a good way. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not knocking. I'm just saying like, it was, it was a lot when I was not prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like, I, I'm kind of in like that same, like, if you remember when I saw Scott Pilgrim before everybody else, I was kind of like, Wow, I don't know what I think, and I feel like a lot of people are going to hate this. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. Like, I don't want to talk too praise heavy on it because, like, you could just turn on this movie immediately mm-hmm. um, if it's not your your bag. Um, but I, I liked it overall. My nitpicks are like, I I mostly really like the the multiverse spider men's spiders man okay. uh, stuff that goes on there, and I know a lot of people are excited about this, but God damn it. Don't they should not have done Peter Porker, like it just, it, it's wrong. Like it's 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 aesthetically wrong. Like it does, like I, like that was not. I mean, I, if you have nostalgia for it, you're wrong because like that was a bad era of of Marvel comics. Like that wasn't even like, it was dumb. Like it, it's 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 lower than Mad Magazine humor stuff injected into Marvel things. Like it was it was bad. It's. It's funny, like in a, like, oh look, there's Howard the Duck in Guardians of the Galaxy, and people are like, we want a Howard the Duck movie. And I was like, no, you don't, motherfuckers. Like, you had you it, had you, it. you don't want it. it Trust sucks. me. Yeah. And this is kind of like, you know, more. It's like a little bit more in the cameo of Howard the Duck. It's like, yeah, this should this just shouldn't be here. Like, it's 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 totally wrong. Okay. And I just I, I didn't hate it, hate it, but I was like, no, it's just not right. It's just that doesn't belong. And we should we shouldn't acknowledge that that was actually really a thing in in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So. I would cut him, strike him from the whole thing because there's other Spider-Men that they could choose from right. that would be more entertaining. Um, the other thing, and this is really, really, really dumb, but some of the character designs, some of the design, character design stuff is really cool. Kingpin bothers the shit out of me in this movie because it, it seems, it, it's acceptable for me for like the, the Spider-Men to come from the other dimensions and look different like spider-man noir is actually in black and white the whole time and that's cool as shit and all of that stuff and and honestly nick cage is awesome in this and does one of my favorite things that somebody could do in a movie in this movie for reals and i nearly fell out of my seat (laughs) i was so excited okay um and i I, you know don't want to be spoilery i'm just saying you'll you'll know it when you see it um but the kingpin design it's like I know he's a big dude, you know, like he's silly looking in the Marvel comics because of how large and blocky he is. But they went to like some other like ramped up level where this is a mostly realistic looking world of people that they've painted. And and it's this alternate New York and everything's like the PDNY and so the NYPD and all this stuff. But he is like a thing that can't exist. (laughs) Like he is like the size of a building when his head is like where his chest should be uh-huh. and and like you know like his shoulders like a foot taller than him and it's just dumb it's like i get it with the character designs of these people and you know and if someone's a super villain mutation thing that's okay too mm-hmm. you know like this green goblin's like a crazy thing but it's like all right well 
that's a that's a supervillain. This is just a dude walking around, and people are like, "Yeah, that's a guy." You know, like like no one's like, "Jesus Christ!" Like, what the fuck is that thing? You know, like so it's just like it's 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 very weird. Like that, like nobody reacts to like, "What the fuck is that block with a head in the middle of it?" You know, like, so. Like I, I no one know. reacting to the mobsters and Dick Tracy yes. with yeah. horror and right. disgust. Exactly. Like where there's all these normal people and then like, you know, like what the fuck is that thing? You know, like it's almost on that level where it's just like, okay, I get, I get that he's a big blocky dude, but like that's, this is a bit much, yeah. but that's all, all that aside. It's, it's great. Like okay. it, it really is a great movie. And the, the mid and post credit stuff, the post credit thing is amazing. Okay. Um, I, I say that like it's amazing right now. I it's it's one of the things like I don't know how amazing it's going to be in the long term. Right. You know, it's like cuz that's like like one of the reasons like again, I I feel like I'm I'm going to be sound like I'm shitting on the Lego movie, but like so much of what's in the Lego movie and why I'm so happy that they didn't end up doing all of Solo is like they seem like meme writers. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like that's really funny now. How funny is that going to be in 10 years? And right. I feel like every every script should go through a pass where someone goes, how funny is that going to be in 10 years? Is anybody going to understand what the fuck that means? Yeah, right. so like Mel Brooks movie should have had that at, at points. You know, like it's like very funny now. How much of this is going to be funny in 10, 20, 30 years? Because yeah. like you should be making movies for forever. And you should. And that's I feel like. You know, uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. The movies can be of their time. It, they They might not. The jokes might not always hit, but like, sure. I mean, you can let movies be of their time. Let me just let me just good. say the post credit thing is, is very memey. I mean, it is directly a meme. <laughs> you know, like oh, it, like literally, it will not be funny probably in five years. Okay, <laughs> you know, like if it's going to have a very short shelf shelf life, but it's funny as shit right now. Okay, so anyway, um, that's all. That's all I got to say about it. It's it's great though. Like I I I am. Um, I'm just, I'm more warning you because I didn't have that warning of like, you know, if you're headache prone from loud and flashy noises, take, take something beforehand. Cause this movie is fucking in your face. Ah, uh, so. Okay. Cool. Let me rapid fire some movies real quick. Okay. Here. Uh, I'm still proceeding to watch every 2018 movie I can get my hands on. Here are some quick opinions of three of them. Uh, I watched tag. Okay. Tag is a movie that is funny, except whenever the plot is happening. It's weird that all the the tangential dialogue in that movie is really funny, mm-hmm. and the interactions of the characters are really funny, but the plot of that movie can eat a dick. Well, like, especially one thing in particular. Like, the fact that... Yes. There's, there's one thing that, <laughs> yes. like, I was, in a non-spoiler way, BJ and I was talking about this, because I know what movie he's going to talk about, and mm-hmm. I confused the two for half a moment. Okay. And I was like... I, the fact that someone was like, in 2018, this seems like an acceptable plot device, mm-hmm. and nobody went, ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Is it the game of tag? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Nobody understands the game of tag in the year of our Lord 2018. Yeah. No. No, it's a At least I ass- yeah. No, this, this is something that's just horrific. Yeah. And it's like... I can't wait to not watch this movie. The, it, 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 tag... I it, just cannot seem to find there are so many great jokes in tag though it's just whenever the tag shit is happening it's just like you people are all breaking the law and should go to jail um other than him also ultimately being terrible it's also i hate to say it but it's also like the coolest they will probably ever make jeremy renner look yes like because i mean yeah maybe there's hope in avengers 4 because like if he's fucking ronin that could be cool as shit but 
you know, that's for another day. Yeah. I'm saying, like, it's hard to make Jeremy Renner look as cool as they make him look in this movie. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I feel it's the weirdest thing enjoying a movie that you actively hate. I've never quite understood it. Like, when it was over, I was angry, but then I realized I laughed a bunch. So it's just Mm -hmm. like, it's like the jokes work, but the plot fucking sucks. So that's tech. Mm -hmm. Um, Along those lines, maybe this is a movie BJ's going to talk about. I watched Game Night. Hey! Okay. (laughs) Uh, Game Night for me worked a whole bunch, and I liked it because it really treats its it takes its story seriously like the thing that is happening to these people doesn't feel like kind of you know like doesn't feel like a jokey joke yes yeah. it's it's not like it's just bad guys kind of doing takes at each other and and you know it's just like check out these idiots They're, you know it's like movies like central intelligence and stuff like that it's like you, they have these big action plots but you can't take them seriously because it's a jokey jokey comedy this has like a level of seriousness to it that the the characters aren't taking seriously for a very specific reason but the movie is taking it seriously and that works yeah that's fair that's that's a pretty fair assessment my only real complaint with um with game night is it's just more Jason Bateman being Jason Bateman, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't take away from anything in in the movie. It's mm-hmm. just he smiles in this, which is weird. Like he seems to almost be experiencing joy a couple times, and that's unlike Jason Bateman. <laughs> true, true. Uh, but it's still at the like at its heart. It's just yes, more Jason Bateman. And like I said, it's not. That's not a bad thing. Mm-mm. It's just. I would like to see more out of him because I I think he's got good comedic timing. I think he's funny, um, but we get we've gotten one note from him in the last ten years. Like aside from dodgeball, yeah, I was we were we were making, we made a reference to that. And I was like, man, we need more dodgeball version of Jason Bateman. Like yeah. that's like crazy spiky hair. Yeah, not early two thousand. Just effing a. Just, just kind of like checked out, you know, stoner yeah, yeah. dude Jason Bateman. I, I want that more. Yeah. yeah, but Game Night is fine. Like the, I like creepy neighbor dude a whole lot. I yeah. think I think he's a really funny, like he's really funny, um, just playing the straight man, mm-hmm. and his character is really funny. It's it's. Wasn't that one amazing. of the ones I was saying that like it, it has action that shot unnecessarily well. Yes. Yeah. Like it's just like that's the, that's like Office Christmas Party. I remember like that whole movie is like shot way better than it should be. Yes. Like I don't understand these this this new thing of like let's bring in a fucking expert cinematographer to shoot our comedy. Yeah. Like it, our, it, our rock you know raunchy comedy. It was thing. like James Wan had had made yeah. this movie. It was it was that level of we are taking this action stuff super seriously. And there was a lot of stuff where, um, like when they would do car chases, they have. The, the the camera is somehow timed to oh, the car that's being chased. I am so glad that you mentioned that because I'd completely forgotten about it. Yeah. It's, um, a, it's a really it's cool really, look. It's a really good effect. I have no idea how they yeah. did it because you can see the whole car. Yes. It's like they've got some sort of like gyroscopic crane on the lead car. It's honestly probably some fancy ass drone. Yeah. It just, could be. Yeah. yeah. Just programmed a stay on top of but follow the movement of the chase car yeah it's, um, it's really good the other thing the other just technical thing shot is, it wide and then yeah it really nice i don't know the other thing that the tech thing this movie does really well is there are so many establishing shots that look like miniatures and the camera just keeps oh, they going. do a lot of like tilt shift yeah yeah and the, as the camera goes in you're like oh wait no that's a real like shopping center 
but like every establishing chart shot starts with just this <laughs> you don't want establishing no, charts that's no. bad you yeah. end with that uh but it just looks like a board game and they just keep zooming in you're like oh wait that's oh, yeah, a real neighborhood yeah, yeah. it's like those were really cool so i mean this movie did those a lot of probably drone shots as yeah. well we're getting into that into that point where that technology is so cheap and so good that you can crank out some really interesting stuff or with it. CG's just catching up that you can fake it until you blend it into a real shot. Yeah, you know, who, who, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I, I just on, from a technical standpoint, I thought yeah. that movie had chops. Yeah, like, thank you for reminding me of that stuff because I had forgotten about yeah. it and that kind of elevates... Yeah, the car chase stuff was really... Yeah, I was, was watching, I was just like, this is something different. Like, they're and really doing think, something. I think you meant Justin Lin, not James Wan. James Wan, I think we determined, is not that great of an action director. Yeah. We'll, we'll give him a chance with Aquaman, but okay. his Fast and the Furious was annoyingly yeah. directed. <laughs> that yes, but I just meant like that camera, yeah. like follow the yeah, yeah. the motion of the action scene. Sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. kind of want to rewatch movie, yeah. that. Like, well, not the whole movie, just rewatch that yeah. action, that driving scene again, just to think about how they did it because it's technologically neat. Yeah, because when they first did, it, I was like, "Ooh, this is interesting," and they kept doing it. I was like, "This is fascinating. Like, this would be a." I would watch the featurette on how you made this movie. Right. And I would expect that, like, in a Fast and Furious movie, mm-hmm. I would expect that to be the thing, like, holy shit, they've just yeah. ascended to a new level of car chase. Yeah, because I can't say I've ever this. seen it before. No, I don't think so. So, it's Not perfect. done that well. No. I've seen where they do kind of follow shots, but not like that. Not just perfectly synced like yeah. that. So, um, Are you still rapid firing, or can I... I got one more oh, rapid okay. fire. Okay. Um, you've talked about this movie extensively when it came out mission impossible fallout mm-hmm. holy shit uh that movie is a goddamn spectacle yeah and you need to see it on the biggest screen you can get your hands on yep uh i regret not going to the theater to see that because it is amazing looking yeah that movie's fucking amazing it's so it's, good i i just I, every mission impossible that comes out i'm like this is the one that's going to fucking suck. This will be the end of it. Like basically every Tom Cruise movie that, that comes out, I'm like, this is the one where he just fucking eats it. And that's it for Tom Cruise. And each one comes out and I'm just like, that's really fucking good. Actually, the mummy was all right. The mummy is better than people give it credit. For. It is. It's not like, oh, my God, the mummy. No. And the first half of the mummy is fucking amazing. It's it's when Russell Crowe shows up that that movie just eats its hat. But um, yeah, I just. And it's weird because the Mission Impossible movies at this point for me have turned into I'm studying Tom Cruise doing a stunt, trying to figure out how they're doing it because he's clearly not doing that. He can't be doing that. And I love that they kept the shot in of him like breaking his leg because mm-hmm. <laughs> probably at his assist- uh, insistence. Yeah, because like my wife and I was like, here it comes. He's going to fucking eat it right here. Here he goes. And then like he, they keep the shot of him limping off and you're like. Holy shit. They kept in the shot where he murdered himself. And oh my God, there are so many shots of Tom Cruise running. <laughs> running across buildings. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, uh, that movie's so... Uh. It's... They're ridiculously good. And they keep getting me with the mask stuff. Like, I'm I'm never expecting it. And they pull some Gene goddamn... Barbara's yeah, they, <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Gene! <laughs> they pull some goddamn triple cross bullshit. And I'm like... When did that happen? What the fuck? <laughs> Every time. Yep. Oh, it's so good. So anyway, th- those are my rapid fires. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I don't know where to pivot off that. Speaking of movies. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I was just noticing that I had peaked a little bit in that Gene Parmesan. <laughs> and I was wondering what I could do to 
what I could do to prevent it the next time. That's all. Uh, it's the best reaction to anything ever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I have zero segue, so I'll just I'll just go and I have two other movies. Okay. Um, I'm actually normally I talk about like bigger than movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave one for the end because I'm still working my thoughts on that one. All right. uh, just in general, uh, the next one I'm talking about is Peppermint. Ah. 2018 movie Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Um, yet another movie that was sold to me as female John Wick. And goddamn it, people stop doing that. <laughs> Not every action movie where people shoot people is goddamn John Wick. So mm-hmm. stop misselling me on movies. Mm-hmm. Didn't somebody just recently say that that's like within the last two or three days? I say think it was him. Oh, that's the female John. Well, Wick. I, I think I was repeating well, what someone said. Is before that I, he watched I, it? I said I, I was you. told this was the closer closer to female John Wick than the Red promised. Sparrow. Well, no, uh, Tommy Atomic Blonde. Blonde. Atomic Blonde was promised. I'm like, yeah, okay, it has the one brutal ass scene, but that's a that's a slow Cold War spy thriller through ninety percent of the movie. Yeah. Um, much more to the point, this is we could either say punish her or um, or or Death Wish. I don't have a female uh, joke I can make with Death Wish. Death it's it's actually much closer no. the, the to clo- closer to Death Wish. Really. Miss Death Wish. Sure. Death Miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean because. Yeah, it's not John Wick. John Wick is a, you know, he's trained, like, there's a reason why he's amazing and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. This is, like, shitty thing happens, and then she's like, fuck all that, and I'm gonna get some guns and and murder things. Okay. Um, And and, and I, I kind of, like, so... I I didn't love the movie, but it's it's worth watching. Um, This is my quick review of it. Um, I I like, I kind of like that they mostly are just, like, she disappeared for five years fucking figure out why she became a badass in your head like there are there are there are hints of like what she was doing in this time but like she literally went on a fucking like batman spirit quest of like i'm gonna come back ready to murder and she does and she does okay (laughs) so um the all right as much as i as much as I, i like something else that the director made which is that district uh I mean, technically, it's just District 13, but it was District B13 in yeah, America. Right. Um, it's the same director as that. As much as I liked that movie at the time, because it was like, holy shit, a parkour movie that's actually not just like stupid completely. Um, you know, it's like, it's interesting. Because uh-huh. you know, I mean, something like that where it's like, fad, let's make a movie, could have been horrible. I actually really like that movie. Yeah. Um, a lot of what worked for that movie, he's still ba- got that bag of tricks and it's not good. Like, it's got a very. Like the soundtrack and some of the editing is like, oh, is this a fucking like two thousands directed video action movie? Oh. You know, like the like where we're just shaking and you know grizzled like Tony Scott dissolves between things and the you know kind of music. Okay, yeah. So like some of the the trappings of the movie are very annoying, but what's going on in the movie is is pretty goddamn good. It there's only like there's only one thing I remember. It was like holy shit, you know, like you know, fuck yeah, kind of like action brutality kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people get shot and things like that, and some in clever ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like there was only one thing where I kind of went like did like that John Wick, you know, Death Wish guy off the stairs thing, where it's like, oh, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> right, where it's like, yes, why that guy? Why that? <laughs> Holy fuck! Like, you know, but like, uh-huh. um, but like, no, this this movie's still worth watching. Like, okay. it's it's just like I'm just warning you, kind of like the Spider Man. I'm warning you, like, you're this is gonna start up, and you're gonna be like, uh, what? You know, because like that, you know, kind of. Look, you know that fucking music, and you know that's I exactly what it is. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. So I, it's just, 
it's it's worth watching, but it's like it's just be be forewarned that like it's some of that like knockoff Tony Scott editing bullshit and right. and the music throughout. But the core of the movie is still fun. Okay, I again, you could make an argument for this is white people gun masturbatory thing, especially because like it's it's a Latino gang that like does the shit but i mean they're fucking evil as all hell okay but you can make all kinds of like oh yeah propaganda ms13 you know like you can do all this <laughs> stuff it's like you know like there's there's lots of things you can make an argument but you know what i it's a, i'm pretty sure it's a french dude that, like that made the district b13 movie and all this stuff so like i don't think he was thinking any of that just yeah it's jennifer garner murdering some fools who deserve it okay so that sounds good yeah um, transition of none. I will go. The last one is, uh, I watched bad times at the El Royale. Ah, yes. Uh, okay. A, a thing that I was very, very much wanting to see at the theater and I never got a chance. Okay. Um, first off, it's one of those movies like, I don't know why it wasn't on my right radar prior to like a week or two before it came out, seeing a trailer and being like, holy shit, that's Drew Goddard, you know, cabin in the woods. Fuck. What the hell? Why didn't I know about this? Yep. Um, so Love to say expectations were high is an understatement because I fucking love Cabin in the Woods to yep. death. Um, this is not that. It's not that style of meta or crazy or anything like that. It is just, uh, I'm still, like I said, I'm still trying to put it together. It's almost like a Tarantino esque like why are why is this person here what is their motivation kind of like unraveling of the mystery box kind of thing yeah um and then it just kind of it kind of transcends into this whole other weird level that could make or break it when chris hemsworth shows up and that's really all i'm going to say because i I think like the the less you know about this movie is probably the better Mm -hmm. i'm just saying like it is this like how do these pieces fit together and what's the real story and then like he shows up and it's just like oh fuck like this wow everything just went nutty um kind of level to it it's good i think the performances are amazing pretty much throughout um so like if nothing else it's worth watching from a actor character kind of standpoint um and jeff bridges does not do the mealy mouth cowboy voice right not really he just i mean you know he has a level of (laughs) old man jeff bridges just kind of sounds that way but you're not intentionally doing that (laughs) much it's just i you know all right also, like, I don't know if it's just something I noticed or if it was intentional or if any of this was manipulated, but, and I don't know if it means something, but like there was actually, shit, I probably just figured it out and I don't want to spoil it. Almost every character in this movie has bright blue eyes. Okay. And I don't know how many of, the, I know like, I'm pretty sure Jeff Bridges actually does. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Chris Hemsworth actually does. Like, I don't know how many people actually did versus like they were fucking with iris colors and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it, Yeah. It's not spoiler. I'm just gonna say it, like the, because it means fucking. It's 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 fucking. It's like it's IMDb trivia. Bullshit. You always do this. It's IMDb trivia. <laughs> I don't bullshit. want to spoil it. Mm, I'm, I'm gonna I, tell you anyway. Well, I was thinking about it. Like the the inspiration for this hotel, because it's not a real thing, is based on, I believe it is in like Reno or uh, Tahoe area. This weird hotel that Frank Sinatra once owned. So okay. I mean, again. That could be the lamest fucking leap of logic IMDb bullshit that like everyone has blue eyes because Frank Sinatra. Right. But I'm saying like maybe that was like the little thing, like the little like uh, Easter egg or something. I don't know. Okay. The, the, the weakest link. And I I haven't seen her in anything to like really judge her as an actress. But but Dakota Johnson mm-hmm. is like, I don't know what to make of her. Like, I, I, I can't <laughs> figure her out. Like, and, and this movie doesn't help anything because, like, I haven't seen anything except the fucking shitty first Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, I can't think of anything else I've seen her in yeah. to, like, compare her 
as an actress. Like, I literally don't know. I mean, she's nice to look at, obviously, but it's like she's doing a weird thing here. And, and, uh, and I honestly don't know if it's like you're a bad actress or if you're just like doing aloof. You know, I can't tell. Right. And I just I, she's the one weakest link, if you will, in this for like as far as the cast and like this being a, a cool ensemble piece movie. OK. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. It's grosser than I thought it would be in some ways. It's like. Because there's a there's a super seedy level to this whole thing, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's still it's still a pretty fascinating movie, and it's it's gorgeously shot. And there's some like really almost Wes Anderson style like framing and whatnot of certain shots. That's interesting, and it's a period piece type thing too, which I didn't know about. So it's it's just interesting, and yeah, there's a crazy level of supporting cast where it's like oh i didn't even know you're in this movie yeah like nick offerman's in it in like a tiny tiny role it's like there's hmm. just people i was like oh i had no idea you weren't even like in the you know your your part is so small like you weren't even listed in like the you know credits like all these people right so but yeah it's it's definitely worth watching i just i just watched last night i haven't really fully formed an opinion okay but it didn't have that like oh my god i have to tell everyone about this like cabin in the woods mm-hmm. thing so which is just fine because i mean that's honestly like I don't know if he's made other movies like directing wise. I don't know if this is like a second movie, but I feel like that's that's a lot of directors. Like if if Cabin in the Woods was his first directing movie, which I don't know, because I think he wrote things before that. Yeah, I think Cabin in the Woods might have been the first direct movie he directed. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. OK, um, but I'm just thinking like Duncan Jones, things like this, where you're like, holy shit, first movie. And then it's like, ah, well, source code's pretty good. Yeah. It's not Moon. Mm, <laughs> you know it's it like, not yeah it's just like you know that this seems like a common thing of like holy shit first movie what is this person they're on my radar and then it's like second movie is like good but mm, you know not good, that good but mm. <laughs> yeah. understandable good but mm. yeah anyway okay you well, have more i i have a couple more okay so uh in preparation for a movie i went back and watched the first deadpool okay rewatched it uh, just to get caught up. Um, I had some worries going into Deadpool rewatching it, which I liked the first time, but I, I realized that the Ryan Reynolds shtick can, if you are not ready for it or on board with it, it could conceivably rub you the wrong way. It could be like, just shut the fuck up. Just please shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was picking up a little bit of that in my reaction, watching it for a second time, just being like, mm, uh-oh, I may not like this as much as I did the first time. But that movie still has heart, and it kicks in with that. With Their year-long romance montage is still, I think, the most the best establishing thing a superhero movie has done in terms of just like putting two characters together and saying, okay, this is why they are together, and this is why who they are. Right, why um, it means something when what is taken or yes, put in danger or exactly. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then I realized that part of the, part of my kind of backlash against Deadpool is, is just the whole TJ Miller thing. Just him, him and Ryan Reynolds going back and forth, doing alternate takes line reads, just improvising is just like, okay, both of you shut up. And it's because I hate one of them now. So that kind of sure. just worked against Ryan Reynolds, even though at the time he had no, reason to know that you know tj miller was a giant piece of shit Mm -hmm. so but whatever deadpool in the end is still really great and does a lot of really cool things and for a really profane r-rated superhero movie its heart's in the right place really is what's a love story yeah 
So that was in prep to watch Deadpool 2, which I watched. I watched Which the, is a family movie. Yeah, the super Dead duper two. cut. The long Yeah, I, I recommended that because I, I saw it in the theater and then when it came to video, the I didn't realize it, but the 4K version I bought was like all the... Well, at the time, all the versions. Now there's three versions. Yeah, of the now there's another one. <laughs> but I, I watched that and before you saw two, I was like, just watch the longer version because yeah. it's a better... It's the, the pacing of that movie flows so much better. It's not just more like dick jokes. It's like... <laughs> There, there are large plot points that are uh, more delicately handled. Yeah. And we were talking about some of those at dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadpool 2 seems like an entirely different movie than the first Deadpool, but also very, very similar. And I like it just as much, but for totally different reasons. I, I think with the... You can definitely see like a director-writer shift. Sure. But just the weird ass kind of ensemble thing that that movie becomes is just so strange to me and almost endearing. There's the way the movie is weaving in and out of the actual Marvel universe without ever really firmly planting a foot in it. It's just like all this cursory bullshit. And then, you know, just having like bits of things to be like, oh, hey. And then, you know, that's obviously just a, a dumb throwaway gag those kinds of things uh my only real problem with deadpool 2 aside from what they do to a main character which the credits are very nice to help you work through your anger (laughs) when they do that to a certain character but i just i just don't feel like cable as a villain or whatever he's going to be is given enough is given enough yeah he just kind of shows up and then like all of his backstory is through dialogue, mostly to Deadpool, which Dead- Deadpool mostly dismisses or makes fun of. Yeah. So it's like you're not establishing this guy very well. Well, I mean, to be fair, like just as someone who knows him more from the comic stuff, right. like the reason he works and why it's it's weird in Deadpool 2 is he's the straight man to Deadpool's wackiness and grimly straight, you know, like, yeah. like, and then they kind of do that, but then they also kind of give them jokes and it's like, no, <laughs> right. Yes. Like, you know, like you all, you can't also be jokey, yeah. you know? So, and then the fact that like they're adversarial throughout most of the movie mm-hmm. is throws off like when they, you know, well, whatever, you know, they're going to become friends because that's what happens. Like, uh-huh. you know, yeah. uh, they made whole comics about it, but uh, yes. yeah, but like when that happens, it's like, okay, that's the, this is the vibe I wanted the whole time. Like right. not this adversarial bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> The movie takes a lot of chances and does them all pretty much right. Um, it's just both those movies are fun. They're uh-huh. they're just pure fun, really. Uh, and then a movie that's not a lot of fun. It's a weird kind of train wrecky. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but they made it anyway. Um, Venom. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I don't have any experience with the character of Venom aside from Spider-Man 3, which I still maintain is a decent film. Uh, but I... <laughs> <laughs> that pointed lip smack of yours. <laughs> just uh, the time of the year where we must remind everyone that Chuck's opinions are not only no, 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 not no, no, only, no. only his, but mm-hmm. also wrong. No, no, no. Look. They're also, according to Harlow, invalid and trash. I, I listen to you guys talk about Venom... Uh, and like the history of Venom and what Venom is supposed to be. And I understand this movie is not that, mm-hmm. uh, that this movie is trying to do its own thing. So I went into it with this frame of mind of, okay, establish a thing. Let, let just build your Venom universe and let me see what you've got. And immediately I was like, oh, this is upgrade upgrades a hell of a lot better than this upgrades. Kind of the same movie. 
except good. Mm-hmm. Venom is just... And this is what broke my heart watching it, is that I'm, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I don't know if I like Tom Hardy. Like, he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Like, there are things where obviously he is a phenomenal actor, but he is 100% wrong for this. Like, he is trying to do some homeless, maniacal, jokey man and it's like, I don't believe you were ever a reporter. I don't believe you were ever on television as a reporter. You can't seem to put a sentence together. You you kind of, you just shuffle around all the time in your sweatshirt jacket. And, you know, you, you look like you have just crawled out of an oil drum at all times. He's just, he's just a weirdo freak character that it's just like, I can't get behind you. And like when your life starts turning upside down, it's like, yeah. So, <laughs> no one should come to your aid. Like, fuck you. I just, I don't know. It, it's it's so strange. Like the the mainline Marvel movies for me are all like varying degrees of good, and any of the ones out on the outer orbit orbit the cursory Marvel movies are just like, wow, you fucked that up royally. Like Fantastic Four and this, and it's just like. Oh, the the non proper MCU things, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, homecoming I, being the exception because of, you know they were helping steer that ship. Y- yes, um, but like the the two Amazing Spider Mans, I just I could not get into those at all. It just it just it's I, I there's so much about two I want to love, and then there's so much that's like two is like I I, I don't know it's it's <laughs> there's so much about two I want to love, and then it's like the, the whole weird Jamie Foxx thing is just like so fucking stupid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's there's shit about two that's terrible and also like stuff that's great. It's so weird. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, there, there are parts of this that I was like, okay, I, I get on board with this, but then like the movie just ends and it's yep. just like, okay, this is what we're doing. And, and literally 20 minutes of credits in that movie, like mm-hmm. from, from the time the first credit pops on screen till the movie is over is 20 minutes yep. now one of that one of those is a post credits or a mid credits scene which i had to look up to figure out what the fuck this meant as i do with most marvel mid scene things mm-hmm. um and then they just slap they straight up slap five minutes of the end of the spider verse so but at least you maybe got a taste of what that movie's like yeah, if, i mean if you watched it i watched like a minute and a half of it and i was like oh wait they're just showing a clip from this movie no <laughs> I, yeah. I will watch this movie so yeah, those credits go on forever. It's weird. It's yeah. just, it's just. Weird. I'm also gonna be very curious when you do watch into the Spider Verse because that is also the nerdiest fucking Spider Man movie oh, I'm I've sure. ever seen. I'm sure. Like, I was like, honestly, I, I mean, again, it's gonna sound like I'm shitting on it, but I, I was kind of curious, like, how the average person is even comprehending what the fuck is happening throughout <laughs> most of this. Like, yeah. unless you, you know, maybe it's just loud, bright, colorful, and and whatnot. And they're just like, yeah, I'll go with it. I'll fill in the blanks. Yeah. Like, like you probably do with most Marvel movies, but yes. but I mean, I was like, wow, like that's a reference. That's weird. Like that, I can't believe you're referencing that and doing yeah. this. And but like whichever whichever Marvel movie ended the the, the post credit scene was Thanos showing up. I was just oh, like, right. who's he? Who's yeah. that guy? Why does he look like a raisin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is he the leader of the California raisins? <laughs> did Did you hear it through the grapevine? What's going on? Yeah, I just feel like. Like the the post credit scene at at the end of um, uh, Justice League, I was just like, okay, Lex Luthor's on a boat, and this dude shows up, and he's like, let's form our own thing, and it's like, all right, 
what thing? Who are you? What are you talking about? Oh, right. Well, yeah, so I knew that one, because that's, <laughs> that's kind of a big character. I know, it doesn't mean <laughs> fuck all of you, but I mean. Yeah. So anyway. Also, that is one of the most confusing things for my brain to wrap, but whatever. I, I don't want to. Do we give a fuck about spoiling Justice League at this point? No. Oh. Let's do it. Well, just Deathstroke shows up. Yeah. Right. So and <gasps> yeah, and it's um, it's fun. It's uh, Joe Manganiello. 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 Chuck Mangione. Chuck Mangione shows up. Feels so good. No, Chuck Mandarin oranges. I I just want to say because like, in the Arrowverse on TV, the dude that plays Deathstroke on there is like discount Joe Mangliano. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like... Manganello. Manganello. It's, it's not... It's, it's really not that complex. Manganese. I looked this up. It's man, More, I, think it's, I think it's Manganello. Manganello. More We did this during the Rampage podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying, that dude is like so discount him that it was like... I was like, really? You just you just cast the same guy only the actual guy this time? Yeah. Well, yeah. you're a movie. You don't have to cast the discount guy. I, I know. Get it's the just, real guy. It's like like making a scream remake and like putting Johnny Depp in it. You know, it's like, well, I'm confused now. That would be like, fucking hilarious. I, I'm fucking confused now because you had discount Johnny Depp in it before. Like, what? That would be amazing. Or let's like go and put Heather Graham in it. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ, let's just do this all over the place. Yes. I, all of these yeah. things and call it Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like I said, that just broke my brain. I was like, don't do that. That's God damn it. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Also, none of that shit in that scene in Justice League is ever going to mean anything. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Just yeah. like I don't think that post-credits Venom scene is going to mean anything no, either. No, probably not. Well, no, actually, I think that movie made a lot of money it, for some it reason. It did, yeah, but just... I don't know. I think they're going to go ahead with that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's something there. I'm willing to give them another shot, but... Well, I mean... If it's just yeah. going to be two of those things fighting each other again and just... No, thank you. Yeah, that's the problem. Is like you know, it's cool when Spider Man teams up with you know, Venom, kind of becomes a good guy because like this this fucking guy. Yeah, but not yeah, not just the two of them. Yeah, not just goo monsters battling each other. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> now, okay, so listen, I had a thought when I was watching Venom, and I know it's not going to be a popular thought, but I actually like once Venom starts to become a thing, and Eddie Brock is freaking out because of it. I started having the thought that, you know what? Topher Grace could do this better. Chuck. Topher Grace would be more likable as this, like, I'm an affable guy. Oh, God, what is this weird nonsense that's happening to me thing? If it had been in Venom. I so want you to see just one scene of Into the Spider-Verse right now. <laughs> I really do. I just like, I want to pluck that scene out and put it in your face right now. Oh, uh, No. There's a scene where they shit on Spider-Man 3, Jack. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Okay. Spider-Man 3 is perfectly acceptable. Acceptable, not good. Acceptable. It's not even that. Acceptable. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's not. Anyway. Acceptable. So did we, just, we, did we wrap up? Did we blow through all the movies we've watched? So many movies. I think we're through the movies. <sighs> we should probably... Like FX, we have the movies. I think we had some correspondence. Yeah. Oh, are we going to correspond? So well, we need to because you know he ain't gonna be back for a little while. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So uh, should we all pick a correspondence and read it? I want to handle. Yeah, yeah, you do. Jody's email, uh, for a couple of reasons. Okay. Um, I want to address it. Okay. So I don't want to read it necessarily because 
I want to say that some of the things that are being asked for were already going to happen anyway. Okay. So I don't really want to spoil that. Sure. Um, there are a couple movies on here that are being recommended, like Shoot Fighter, which we almost watched one week. Okay. Um, we have become kind of quality snobs. Like, we'll watch... We'll straight well, up watch... it. No, well, we will... I was going to say, that's mostly one of us. Well, I... I watch a VHS rip any day of the okay, week. Okay, hang on. That, th- let me clarify what I mean okay. by that. We will absolutely watch a VHS copy of something, but it has to be a proper encoded VHS rip or something like that. If it is some sort of PAL conversion or some mm-hmm. sort of like it's for some reason it's 25 frames per second or anything like if it's jittery or weird or anything like that, at least two of us in the room will go, I can't my eyes know. So I've been trying to filter those out. Okay. And so for the longest time, we were waiting for a better copy of Shoot Fighter, which we now have, and that is going to happen. Um, but I just want to explain, I know it seems like we've been doing a lot of Blu-rays lately, mm-hmm. and that's really, honestly, the best way to watch movies, um, if not in a theater. But we're not above straight up but watching. Chuck, a v- have you heard about 4K? I, when I say Blu-ray, I've heard I, mean, okay. I mean the best thing. Right, right. but Not VHS as well. You're, you're, I mean, you're basically telling go fuck yourselves to those VHS collector people. I, I, no. I mean, in a, in a sense, I think I, you are. I mean, I'm I putting did, words in your mouth, Chuck. I, I said that when I talked about that last yeah, documentary, know, yeah. but I'm just saying we are not above watching a straight-up VHS transfer. Sure. It just has to have been a properly done VHS transfer. That's right. all I'm saying. Right, right. Like, there are people who get mad, like, this is just VHS transfer uploaded to Amazon. I'm like, as long as it plays and it's in sync, I'm fine with that. Right. So I'm just we're not above it, but some of those things are going to happen, Jody. Okay. so stay tuned. There are some things we can't do because of timing, but all right. So. So do we want to start with Christian's email? Sure, I guess. Okay. are you going to take care of that? I have it in front of my perfect and lovely face. Okay. Where is it? It's this one. It's, uh, it's oh, on my head. Oh, yours. Yeah, okay. yeah, my perfect and lovely face. Huh. Okay, uh, this email is from Christian, who says, Hi, <laughs> I would like to give a recommendation, but not for Banffcast. This is more of a must-watch TV recommendation. You guys should watch Terrace House. This is a Japanese reality TV show on Netflix about three girls and three boys living together in a house. There is no script, no competition, and no talking heads talking to the camera. They just live there, and we observe. A couple of times each episode, we get commentary by six comedians, models, and TV personalities watching the show. This is the anti-Big Brother and Jersey Shore. This is a very down-to-earth, calming show. It makes you believe there's still good in this world. The house is always amazing, and the food looks delicious. This is by far my favorite TV show nowadays. The last three seasons are available on Netflix. I recommend you start with Terrace House, Opening New Doors. This is my favorite, and also where I started. If you need a calm show that makes the mundane, entertaining... Lord knows I do with all the shit going on in the world right now. This is it. Hope you check it out if you haven't already. Greetings from Christian. Was that in the email or was that a parenthetical about the shit going on in the world? Yeah, were you uh, adding the shit? No, or? I was reading straight. Okay, 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 exactly, right, okay. All right. Yeah. Didn't know if there was editorializing I, I was, going on. I was not editorializing. Okay. Cool. Um, oh, yeah, I agree. I was curious. <laughs> true. Um, <laughs> that sounds kind of like a thing that I would like to watch for about an episode and a half and... Yeah, I would sample it. Yeah. Um, I myself have been watching a lot of calming TV. Um, I have watched literally all of the Great British Bake Off that is available to American audiences. Um, I highly recommend that if you if you want a nice 
if you want a lightly competitive cooking sort of thing or a lightly competitive reality show without all of the typical bullshit American trappings of like bombast and overproduction, then Great British Bake Off is going to be your jam. But this sounds like it'd be. I, I love those moments where like the music gets real loud and then it gets soft and people just stare at each other for like 30 seconds and you're waiting for something to happen. That's my favorite part of reality TV shows. That's my favorite part of reality. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. We're staring at each other intensely. Yeah. I guess it really only works it, for the live it stream. It only works for the live stream. Yeah. <laughs> it works for me because I'm just cutting back and forth. <laughs> right. Looking at you. Chuck, if you blink in between looking back and forth, it yeah. makes it look like a cut. It is, yeah. I really wish I could do that look, the guy that looks at uh, Puff Daddy, that meme, you know. I, I don't even know what the fuck it show he was a judge on. Wasn't it Puff Daddy? I don't know. That one who's like, he's just got that smarmy, like, knowing look of like, what are you going to do? I I just oh, know, yes, I know yes, it is yes. a meme. It I don't is, even know what fucking. animated jife. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. jife. It's yeah. Just, yeah, it's just, it's like going back and forth. He's mm-hmm. got that like, I don't really care what you do. Like, yeah. I don't know. Kind of giving them that, like. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a little bit what? Of, yeah, it's a little bit of sass. Yeah, yeah. a little yeah. bit of sass. Um, terrace house. Terrace. 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 Not terrorist. Terrace. Yeah, don't watch that. House. Mm, don't watch Terrence House. house. <laughs> yeah. Terrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah talk about it. Yeah. Terrorist. It's, a, it's not a house, it's an empire. A war machine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's an email from GMAC that says uh, Netflix website for Chuck. Um, where uh, GMAC says, Hey, been listening to y'all for a while. Thanks for the hard work and great show. Good website that shows what gets added to Netflix is instantwatcher.com. It has daily updates of what gets added that day. Happy holidays, Jeff. Uh, Instant Watcher is what I used to make that initial list of all the 2018 things I was talking about. But I, I the point that I can't get across properly about what I wish someone would do for Netflix, and I think I finally formulated the words to go with what I want, which is like... I understand when it when there's Marvel trailer hype or Disney trailer hype or something like that. If the world is not blowing up that day, social media is talking about the trailer like Mm -hmm. this trailer dropped. You got to see the trailer. Here's trailer reactions. Trailer, trailer, trailer. CNN is posting the trailer. ABC News is posting the trailer. That kind of thing. It's it's like you can't not be on the Internet and not notice it. Mm -hmm. I wish Netflix releases had at least a fraction of that kind of hype. I wish that at least one other website would go, here's the new weird mid-budget sci-fi movie from Netflix appearing at this time or, you know, something like that. That's what I'm saying is that there's no awareness is that there's none of that that you can't being on social media. You just don't get any notification about anything about on on Netflix. They just shit these things out. Honestly, I feel like I don't know if it was paid content, but one of the one of the websites, like on a weekly basis, maybe monthly basis, they would do a what's new to Netflix and what's leaving Netflix, mm-hmm. like, and they would it was uh, partially curated too. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like ah uh, yeah they're losing two hundred movies and gaining one hundred fifty or whatever. It was just like here's things you probably should watch yeah. when they come to there, and here's things that you know. Um, it didn't necessarily like focus on the Netflix originals mm-hmm. per se. Um, if there was a good one, they would they would point it out. But that kind of went away, and I don't know if it was like there was some, you know, partial paid thing going on there with Netflix, and they were like, ah, not important. 
you know, or if it was just like it was just not getting any traffic on their website. I don't know. You I know? see a lot of sites doing that now, but it's it's bigger sites, and I think a lot of the niche sites stopped doing it. Sure, and so. It's just it seems like generic ass content coming from bigger sites now. Sure, yeah. So, I I think that's what that is. Okay. I, I just it just I mean like you know, love it or hate it, that Cloverfield movie got fucking hype because of the Super Bowl right. thing. It just and there was like rumors that day. It was like, hey, it sounds like they're gonna like as soon as the Super Bowl's over, you can watch a Cloverfield movie. That was cool, and that was fun, and that like made me happy to say i have netflix as soon as the game's over i'm gonna hit play on that because that sounds amazing and then i don't feel like i heard about anything that came out on netflix the rest of the year anywhere yeah and i just i i think the problem is is mostly again i, th- I think it's netflix is raking in the money and they don't have a a, a vision person for mm-hmm. the marketing per yeah. se because i i feel like or, or someone's got some misguided ideas because some some of their biggest stuff they're doing limited theatrical runs of them in America right. and delaying them coming to Netflix in like some sort of bid to I don't know what like I mean because I, I don't know what the, the numbers they're doing it when they're in the theater but like I feel like well and for I, awards consideration they have to do that sure I mean I feel like but but then like Annihilation is, is a perfect example like they dropped that like in six cities in the U.S. like before the end of 2017 so that it was up for Oscar contention mm-hmm. but then they did like the hey the rest of the world can just watch this on Netflix like right now we're doing a, a full theatrical run and everyone was like well we know this is coming this is a Netflix movie why oh, the right. fuck would I go pay for it in the theater when it's in three months, it's going to be on your service for free that or, you know, for, for a thing I'm already paying for. So I don't know. I don't think really anybody went to unless they were just super excited about seeing it. Mm-hmm. And so that whole cycle of like, no, no, theater, theater, theater. And, and we'll make it big, I think, hurt the movie more so. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know, because I mean, because then you got the whole thing of like, well, it's it's on Netflix in every other country. It's like there's da- perfect download copies. So people are just like. I have Netflix. Or I'm going to VPN and watch it in the UK or Canada. Yeah. Or I'm just going to go download a copy because it's it's literally out there. You know, just just sectioning it off so that we can't see it. Mm-hmm. And you expected us to go pay fifteen dollars to see it in a theater. You know, so yeah. I just feel like they're 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 mishandling things like that. Like, I, I mean, I heard that they were doing they did some limited release runs for like Buster Scruggs and the mm-hmm. Alfonso Cuarón movie and mm-hmm. things like that. It's like why are why do you think people are going to pay to see one of your movies in a theater when it's obviously going to be on your service very shortly thereafter, or you know, like that's a that's a really dumb idea. Like, well, like catch catch the hype on day one for your service. That's how that's. Well, I I think they've moved beyond subscriber count at this point. Sure, like they they were focused on that for the longest time, and now it's awards. Now they're like, guess, yeah. we are crushing everything in terms yeah. of awards. Give us more awards for something like Roma, which is gross nothing. Um. I have heard, or not heard, I've read uh, on Twitter recently a lot of people saying, go see that movie in the theater. If it is anywhere near you, Sure, see it in the theater. Mm-hmm. So I think it, you know, I, I think people still like the theater experience. So I you want, want to. to give that, people still like the theater experience when it's right. Like when yeah. it's in a decent theater or when you don't have a bunch of, you know, children doing the Fortnite dances in the aisles or whatever at your movie, um, <laughs> which happened. That's not an exaggeration. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. It happened in a movie. He saw, I don't, <laughs> I don't go to these. I don't, I don't go to the theaters where the regular folks go anymore. Okay. Like I'm not going to a, 
a classy theater. I just go to the arty theater where people are there to see fucking movies. Mm -hmm. So I don't, unless it's a big, big movie, no, I can't nothing be about fucking bothered. My experience made any sense because I was in the Dolby cinema, which is like near supposed to be nearly twice as expensive. It's supposed to weed out people like that. It's money doesn't weed out stupid. Have you seen the white house? Well, I mean, just Boom. generally speaking, like people, I'm, I'm saying, Thanks like, for coming to my TED talk. I'm saying, who who pays eighteen dollars to go to a movie to talk and or be stupid during it? That's, oh, that's these what I mean. Fucking idiots! Um, um, there, there are plenty of stupid I, people with money. There's a whole other thing that I, I have a theory about why that happened, but it's the, not not relevant to being on the air. But anyway, my my point is, is like, yes, if you if you have a good, like, I don't I don't want to I I don't feel like I should have to. I shouldn't have to suffer lesser quality projection sound all that by going to an art house theater to see a big budget movie because of assholes. Like this is why this is why Alamo Draft House works because they're they're like, no, it's it's a real fucking theater. We just have a super strict policy of like you act up, you push a button, you're fucking out of the theater. You know, like I mean, like that's we just need more adult theaters. And I don't mean like, you know, right. You know, I, I, yeah, co covered I in cum. I'm talking about like, you know, like, I'm talking about like come here because you want to watch a movie. <laughs> right. Whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> they make bank on people who will pay $18. Anybody will pay $18 for a movie for some reason. And $40 for I almost said candy and cigarettes. I don't know what my brain is on today, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Smoke them if you got them um, on popcorn and soda. Sure. <laughs> right. But I mean, like I said, I I am still like actively fighting the, the invisible fight of no, I going to the nice theater is my my privilege and my right. You know, like you fuckheads with your phones and, and doing being <laughs> stupid are not going to take this from me. You know, like, you know. I, yeah. I just, I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's the theater chain's fault. It's, it's everybody's fault. It's like, we, we live in a country full of fucking lazy. We just do, and like, and, and everything's getting worse, and nobody seems to care. And I'm not trying to get on some like, oh, it was better or whatever. It, it, in some ways, it was fucking better because people had common fucking courtesy and decency. That's what we need to bring back. And, 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 and like, you know, this like mentality of like. I can go and do whatever I want because I, I'm fucking special. No, you're not fucking special. It's you know what's ruined this country? Social oh, media. God, no, go. the customer is always right. Yeah. Somebody, some insidious, dumb motherfucker who's only concerned with making the absolute most money possible off of their venture said the customer is always right. If we go by that principle, then we will always make the most money. So we kiss customers' asses instead of when somebody acts up in a fucking movie theater, hauling them out by their shirt collar. Yeah. And saying, all right, get the fuck out. You're done. You're bounced yeah. out of here. Yeah, you're going to the special hill. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. just let them stay. Yeah. And that's become become the norm is kowtowing to the worst possible customer. Yeah. Anyway. It's not if, the only thing to run this If country. you have a draft house or something like that where you can go and enjoy Roma, fine, do it. My point is, like, I have a pretty decent sized TV. I, I, if it's a movie like that, that, like, that bears studying there's a good chance I'm going to have a better experience at home. Like, I mean, I, I understand, Absolutely. I understand this, like it's, it looks gorgeous on a big screen, but it would take one fucking knucklehead doing something stupid that I'd be like, well, I'm out. I'm now pissed at this movie and I'm having a less, less experience than I would have had at home for some, you know, like 
I can't even imagine going to see Annihilation and having like even one person cough. Like, I mean, seriously, like that movie was so in its own element that like sitting there watching it by myself with zero distraction was like, to me, the only way to watch that movie. Like that movie just like sucked you into a universe. And I, and I would hope that Roma would do the same thing. And I'm saying I, I am hundred percent for the theater experience, but like for me, it's more, it's, it's become a, like a popcorn place for me. Like if it's a real fucking, I need to pay attention to this movie. That's a home experience. I'm sorry. I don't care how gorgeous it is. Unless I can go, like like I said, unless I had a draft house, then I'd be like, well, I know I can watch this and nobody's going to do anything to ruin it. Well, I got to say the projection and sound it continues it's, it's to got, improve better, at, yeah. at yeah. the art house, little artsy theater. Unless you're in the small one. This, the, they have a small sub theater that's sure. not as good. But. Yeah. but anyway, yeah, I'm still 100% for the theater experience. Just fucking need some manners gotta go on uh, we we gotta figure out the day when all the little hellion children and talkers and phone players don't go to the theater it's probably wednesday honestly. i thought nine o'clock on a sunday was gonna be it i was wrong nine o'clock p.m yeah mm. i just figured on a sunday it was like yeah like kids will have to go to bed because school and shit but i can stay up till midnight <laughs> yeah you know i'm an adult <laughs> i don't know this is now Sunday morning is like usually when I try to go. Like honestly, you're Saturday or Sunday morning, like the early, like the early show. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go see some certain, some movies and watch Grandma walk out because it's like why are they saying fuck a lot? But that's that's okay. I don't care if old people leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, that added to the entire experience of seeing Sorry to Bother You. <laughs> like was watching at what point people walked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, enough of a rant. I'm done. Are are we done? I. Yeah, I think so. Minus some contact information. That would be good. Mm. BMFcast.com. Click on all the buttons, including that eBay button, which is where you can buy things from us. Mm. Um, You can buy refuse from us for low, low prices, and we will donate all of your money to charity. Yep. It's for a good cause. For the National Center for Missing Missing and Exploited Children, um, and 100% of our proceeds, actually, not even 100% of the proceeds, 100% of what you pay us for those items goes directly to charity. So um, we're not taking any grift on that. It's just... Not even a penny. Nary a penny. Just straight to the charity. In fact, it really just costs us more money to to do that. It's. It, I mean, aside from we're not, supplies, that's right. all it really costs. And whatever the difference between what we paid for the movie and yeah. all that. But that doesn't matter. We're just, we're acting as a as a conduit for your money to go to help uh, help children who need help. We are facilitating. Yes. But um, check out our, our eBay button on the website. Also check out the Patreon button on our website, which will take you to our Patreon if you want to just give us money that's just for us then then please do that um you can also go directly to patreon.com slash bmfcast and uh we have a lot of content there available for you for low 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 prices monthly yes and then if you want to just email us directly bmf at bmfcast.com or if you want to give us a call on the garfield phone 9105-DOCS-BMF or 910-556-9263 i've been saying those numbers the same way for Nine years now, mm-hmm. so yeah, put a little sauce. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know anything about that. Just good, bad movies, good, bad movies. This week on the map, we have our rhythms and stuff. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's get out of here, shall we? All right. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And for Mackie, this is Bamfcast out. Thank you.